I watched movies. <laughs> What'd you movie watch? Shad. Were the, the movies that I watched? No. Were they completely different movies? I watched movies. You watched Wonder Woman. You, I, I've already Captain seen Captain Marvel. Shut up. <laughs> Japan is known for having a more interesting spin on daily life, and with such a huge focus on gaming and anime, often our times. Oftentimes, our favorite franchises come to life in ways we never even thought of. For those who just really love mm. Dance Dance Revolution, mm-hmm. here's a spin on that, too. Yep. For those that don't know, Japan is what we call mm. love hotels. And their sole purpose is to be a safe place where people can go and get their nasty on. <laughs> Sex, intercourse, doing the nasty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's one love hotel in peculiar called... A particular called Hotel Eldia that wants us to put a little additional cardio into our sexy time. According to Live Door Do News, Hotel Eldia houses a pretty impressive Dance Dance Revolution supernova machine in room 211. This room comes with a massive bed for the other reason people are there, with a huge Dance Dance Revolution machine on the opposite side. Pure privacy, pure fun. All for two hours. You got a huge DDR machine, if you know what I mean. Hotel Eldia also has a huge slide wrapping around a tub for even more creative ways to enjoy spending time in the nude, which basically makes this place either someone's worst nightmare or their perfect paradise. What are your thoughts on Japan's Hotel Eldia? Would you be down to try it, or would you be a hard pass? You asking me, or are you, are you reading? Yes. Both. I'm down. That seems like a lot of like use the slide to go down and then just have wang out and then just be like fall into. I would I would act like the slide was so had so much pressure that my legs went up above my head and just be mm-hmm. an asshole coming at you. Yeah, and be just brown eye. Can you imagine how many assholes are in that pool? I mean, there's always assholes in a pool. But always, just, but you see it though. Yeah, I mean, usually you don't see somebody's asshole unless it's gaping. Like, Ew. I mean, if I was just standing here in the nude, you wouldn't probably see my asshole. What? Welcome to IFNZ <laughs> Podcast, episode 35, now titled Gaping Asshole. <laughs> I'm glad that you uh, keep us on track. Don't title it Gaping Asshole, though. I felt bad about it. I didn't want to share the Batman's dick or whatever. <laughs> Why? Dickless Batman. I was like, I'm all for talking about it, but to advertise it? That's how you get views. <laughs> That's how you get listeners. <laughh> it's called a pooling. We, we called one Scar Joe's butt double. Yeah, but I felt like that was a little more tamer. Nah, not if you see that butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how have you been? I've been really good. Nice. I'm not sick anymore. Episode over. Uh, I'm working even more because they've been having so much overtime. Tis the so season. I do have more money, but it also makes me a tired boy. More money, more problems. Uh, yeah. I mean, they said it. Sure. And by they, I don't remember who that was. Uh, that was DJ Jazzy Jeff. Was it? Nope. Oh. No idea. I don't remember either. Uh, no, it's been really good. I, I've actually had time to consume more medias, which is uh, what makes me truly happy in life because I, I like leading a sedentary life where I don't go out in the world. Yeah. Because um, there's I, so much to do within your own home that there's no yeah, reason there's too to much. Go out. There's too much to do yeah. within my own home that I don't have to go out yeah. because I just have so much to do. There's no reason. To. Um. 
No, I, I, we, we, we've been taking Betty out a lot more, which is uh, really exciting to me. We've got this uh, sweet, like, uh, harnessy type thing that yeah. she can, like, snap in. And Baby Bjorn? I don't know if it's actually a Bjorn uh, or what that, that is, but, yeah. but it's, it's similar to that. So snap in place. She's facing Mandy because she still doesn't have the best of neck controls. Um, but uh, we've been going out on adventures and stuff like that with her. And taking her with us to uh, to like Aldi's for shopping and stuff, and uh, just out and about different places, and it's been fun actually getting ready to go like on adventures and stuff with yeah. her, um, gearing up for uh, doing the Rutten League show next month, and then potentially going to like the Comic Con and kind of exploring around and stuff there. Um, sure. And we'll be taking her with us. Uh, we talked about a couple different outfits that we might try to dress her up in. Um, for for said Comic Con, um, I don't know if if or when or what what's gonna stick and what's not. We had ideas for uh, since Jason Momoa is there, we talked about maybe dressing her up as a Game of Thronesy type thing, like dressing her up as a Daenerys Targaryen. Um, uh, we talked about dressing her up as like a, a Lady Batman or a Batgirl or whatever you wanna uh-huh. whatever you wanna do. Um, we just had a bunch of different ideas that we were kind of tossing around, but and you just dress uh, her up as Momoa. We could, yeah. I guess, just like just. Put I like told her. Little... I told her because we talked about uh, on the ninth. I think April ninth. Uh, the Cardinals are doing. They 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 started their home season um, at the beginning of April, anyways. But they're one of the first home games. They always do the theme nights and different things. They have a Game of Thrones night, and we talked. I I told me it's like how fun would it be to dress her up as like a baby Jon Snow and like actually draw like beard stubble on her. I mean, nice. like a black curly hair, yes. on a little mini foam sword. Uh-huh. And, I mean, perfect. Uh, but uh, we talked about going out to that too with her, and uh, I'm just really excited and geared up to to go out and and have more adventures with my doter. Yeah, absolutely. but uh, absolutely. really, truly, mostly, most of it's just been a lot of work, and um, I haven't had much of a time to actually go out and do anything other than stuff like that. You know, just shopping excursions and stuff. So. Not done anything out and about that's too exciting, but I do have some stuff that I will be talking about for medias. Ooh. So. Ooh. Um, well, what do you got going on? What have you been up to? It's getting nice out. It is starting to. It's starting to get a little about, nice it's out. It's about to storm its balls off here in a minute. Yeah, but this is like two weeks in the future, so maybe it's getting nice out. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> just hoping for it. Um, I'm definitely ready for the new weather. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up doing some hiking this past weekend. Nice. Just a little bit, just out at Giant City, uh, doing some walking around in the woods. Uh, I that's that's my favorite thing to do when it's nice out. Is just mm-hmm. take take some strolls in the woods. Uh, kind of uh, clears my head, makes me appreciate things a little bit. So I'm down for that. Um, time change has been a little uh, little good for me because I get some some afternoon daylight when I get off work. So afternoon daylight, yes, that's <laughs> what that song's about. No, it's not. They didn't even know. They didn't know, but they that didn't know that's what it's about. That's what it's about. Um, so yeah, that's been going on. I've been running, been doing some running. Uh, the river getting, to river relay your going. Yeah, river to river relay, uh, which is a, kind of a big race around here. Um, I try to participate in every year and Mm -hmm. uh i am this year and so i've been doing a lot of running and not as much as i want to but definitely more than i have been uh so running's been nice i've been listening to some audiobooks podcasts just kind of catching up i like to listen to the the spoken word Mm -hmm. while i am uh doing that um then i i also uh just recently went and saw Polly shore's stand up yeah um at the funny bone in st louis nice how was it that was it was good 
It was really good. He's a, he was a funny stand-up. That play, have you ever been the Funny Bone? No. I recommend it. Um, even if it's not to see a big name, but just to like, if you're in that area and you just go check it out. It is uh, like they dim the light, kind of a dark kind of uh, room, but it's real small and very personable. Mm-hmm. Um, there were probably, uh, I would say, maybe 12 to 15 people in front of me that were and then he was on stage but it was all like all ground level. Yeah. I think the very back row is up on a on a on another slightly upped stage. Uh but I mean he was right there. It was it was, there wasn't anything crazy. He was the guy in the front row, he was like petting his head while he was talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like off and on and like giving knuckle bumps to people and everything. Uh Polly Shore's old er now. Yeah. He's like fifty one. He is uh, he? Yeah, I didn't know he's that older. Uh, and uh, but his stand-up's funny. I didn't realize that he had uh, kind of not only are his parents uh, stand-up kind of legends, and uh, he had you know in the in his back in the the back end of his career got into stand-up. I didn't realize he started out in stand-up. Um, there's like a stand-up album from like '91 that he released cool. and everything. So uh, he's been either. been doing it for a long time, I guess. And uh, he's funny, real good at it. Um, did a lot of like the weasel stuff and just yeah. kind of making noises and doing that goofy stuff. But uh, he's got like kind of grown out. Like he looks kind of uh, kind of slightly homeless, and he even mentioned it. And he was like, "I look like fucking Al Qaeda." Like, uh, but he got a crazy beard and like wore like three layers of like really loose fitting like clothes that he just kind of like he looked a little rough. But uh, I think intentionally. But it was a really good show. Laughed a lot. Um. It was a, I think, started at seven thirty, and we were done by like nine thirty because there was another show at ten. Wow! Um, so it was like so cool, done at nine thirty. I heard because uh, I'd never been there either. But the other comedy club that's over there by the Galleria, the Helium. I've never been in the Helium. Um, but I've heard a lot of things about it. I've seen they get a lot of big names and stuff that are coming through there, and I wanted to go because I think. I think it's next month. It's either next month or in May, but Brian Posehn will be there. Oh, I got um, you. But there's quite a few people after I went on there and looked. And I didn't know. Did you know Bill Bellamy still does stand-up? I don't even know who Bill Bellamy is. But see, he was in a lot of like 90s movies, like uh, comedies, like oh, black comedies. You know, like... like uh, is he a black guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of all... He was in TV shows and stuff, too. But he started off doing stand-up comedy as well. But he, he, started, he still does can't stand-up comedy. And I saw that he was going to be there, too. Tim Meadows um, is going to be at the other one. The one I was just at. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, what's the uh, Aries Spears? The guy from, used to be on Mad TV a long yeah. time ago. So he's going to be there. Uh, I don't know, a bunch of different people. But after I saw Posehn on the ticket, I was just like, oh, I really fucking wish I could go because I yeah. love that guy. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that's uh, neat. But uh, outside of that, been. Finally getting my, my toes dipped back into the uh, writing and recording uh, kind of side of things of the music. Um, just trying to get a sense of what's going on uh, musically with me and recording. I've got a bunch of stuff I need to record. i got a bunch of stuff I've kind of written half pieces on. I also have just a bunch of covers that I'd like to record mm-hmm. um, because I think covers are cool and I like to... If not, if nobody else enjoys it, at least I've got like an audio documentation of how I once played that song. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm kind of working on that. I think that I will. Um, nothing nothing bad without with having a music vault. That's yeah. A, that's a very absolutely popular thing for people to do. Um, I th- I think what I'm going to end up doing is releasing uh, little sections of covers in my off time from originals. 
Um, and I'm, I think I'm going to release them by letter. So, like, I'm going to release, like, a bunch of covers that start with the letter B. Okay. Uh, is first. Like, I've got, like, three songs that all start right, with... mean you were going to, like, write it out, and then you were going to send them to people? No. No, like, they're all letter Bs. So, like, it'll be, like, the B covers, and then, the, like, the C covers, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, I'm sure there's A covers in there, but mm-hmm. I just... The, the ones that I, I've picked up on that I know I'm going to do first are all uh, beginning with the letter B. So, gotcha. Which also lends to like having a collection of like, hey, listen to these three songs. One of them's Christina Perry, one's them Alkaline Trio, and one of them's Dwight Yoakam. Like, yeah. And it's gonna give it like a, a wide variety of things that, which is what I like doing. I like to bring a wide variety. That was a really of music. cool way of, of doing that too. I I accidentally did it because that's how my my book is set up. Of mm-hmm. like everything's alphabetical, so I t- I typically play these three songs a lot more than I play the other ones because. By the time I get to song three, I'm like, okay, there's a shiny object over here. I'll do that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of led to that. But I'm I'm looking uh, looking at probably within the next couple of weeks, I'll be uh, releasing a tune or two. I'll stop being as quiet on the a internet tune or as two? I have been. Yeah. Where are you gonna publish them? Um, I don't know. I mean, SoundCloud's an obvious option uh, because they're uh, they've got a nice way to set up uh, everything. You can put in albums and playlists. I don't know if and, you would just do it like directly on your site, or if you know, what I mean, if that yeah. would be easy access for people. Well, or and yeah, I'm still trying to figure out the site stuff because I I don't know how to upload know, do you, do, anything directly. If WordPress has like an embedded player. With I don't it think too. so. That'd I think you really can smart. share shit on like sound from SoundCloud on there, yeah. and then like your. And I'm also trying to figure out like how to do calendars and shit on WordPress. So I got a lot to learn. I'm definitely not using the uh, the shadschubert.com to its full extent yeah. um, right now. And so I'm hoping that I can figure that out sooner than later. Um, it's just not where my brain's at. My brain's not in trying to figure out a website right now. I probably jumped the gun a little bit on it. But hey, at least I got it, right? You got it. I got it. And you can do it anytime you want because you got it. This is true. Um, Another I d- Shad Schubert has not wanted to buy that yet damn straight i do have something i wanted to bounce off of you to get some kind of thoughts on okay um kind of it ties into all all medias in general but it, it really has a lot more to do with um us personally um so i've i've been playing back and forth on there's a lot of we always talk about there's a lot of media out there there's a lot of tv shows to watch a lot of books to read a lot of movies to watch so on and so forth and it's like how do you how do you do it all or do you do it all and uh, and i think our general consensus has been or at least mine has and i think you too um has been overall to just try to consume as much as possible across the board kind of a a wide net cast and maybe we're just skimming the surface of everything but we're kind of getting to taste everything yeah a little bit and so my my recent thoughts have been is it better to do that or would i be more satisfied as as a consumer if I really just dove deep into a couple of things and I became, instead of being essentially a jack of all trades, being a master of just a few and really like knowing something like the back of my hand. Like if, if you were to say franchise, like what major giant franchise you got like DC, you got Marvel, you got Star Wars, you got what else is giant and big? Um, well, even like Stephen King universe, like, sure. you know, there's all kinds of things you could really immerse yourself in. Like what would be my go-to and I'd probably say I would leave Marvel and DC and everything else behind and Star Wars would be my my thing that I would dive into and would never look back. And I would, so I've been I've been contemplating like out of all the things that I can consume, would I would it be more satisfying to be 
to be fully immersed in one of those things. Sure. Versus that. And I didn't know kind of what your thoughts were on being a little bit of everything versus being really heavy into one or two things. It depends on what, because I mean, if you pick one or two things and we talk about just those one or two things a piece, yes, it still is diversified as far as that goes. But in the same vein as playing like a devil's advocate to it, that almost renders it to making it to where it's central themed around only these four things, basically, at that point in time per, you know, that that episode. Oh, I'm not talking about the show. I'm just talking about my life. Oh, I thought you meant just like per episode. No, like life I mean, in that general. would almost kind of center around to the podcast, though, That's too, true. because I want to lend it to there. if you got to the points where you were like, only thing I'm going to consume that would lend itself to media-wise that I would probably be able to talk about on the show would be Star Wars, movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. all that stuff, and then comic books and books. Yeah. You wouldn't really be talking about the music of Star Wars and the work of John Williams. Ooh. And, you, I mean, I guess you could I talk could about Star Wars games. But, and, and that makes sense, but at the same time, there's only going to be so much that you're going to hit at eventually a point in time. And it renders itself to the point to where it would be like a... Like a this is a Star Wars centric episode or a Star Wars centric podcast. Yeah, and I know there's tons of podcasts that do exactly what we do too. But um, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I I try to whenever I'm consuming media, and we we do this for the podcast and everything, and it, it probably plays you know evident whenever you listen to the episode that there are. It is harder for me now, especially with Betty and everything that I'm working and doing and going or that we're doing all with all of her stuff um, for me to consume as much, obviously. But you'll see that like whenever I consume something, it's usually very heavy in one category more so than the other. Yeah, that's true. So I try to make it a point to focus on something like I'm going to bring if I'm not if I'm not going to bring movies and TV to the table then I'm sure shit going to bring games and I'll be able to talk at length about it. And if I haven't had time to play games or movies then you know that I've had time to read like fucking three different comics. Yeah. So I have more of one thing than the other. It's just depending upon kind of I don't I do it how based off of how I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. There's not points and times where I want to go out and I really feel like watching movies as evidence of this entire podcast. Um and, but, you know, this is the same thing, too, with games. Like, if I've not had time to play a game, and the only thing that I've played was, like, fucking Destiny or something like that, I don't really want to sit here and talk about Destiny anymore, but I've read, like, three different things of comics, so I'm going to talk a lot, a lot more in length about these comics and stuff. So I just try to make it a point to focus at least on one of these categories way more heavy than the others um, throughout week to week as it goes along, as opposed to I'll still try to consume stuff. I'm always going to consume new music. I've got commute that I've got back and forth. So it's that kind of is a given, Yeah. but you know, I don't have always have time to play games or if I do have time to play games, I might not be, I might be cutting out from movie TV time if I'm rather be playing games and stuff. So Mm -hmm. with the limited time comes what I'm focusing on as far as my drive goes. But for you, if you have more time to kind of sit down and think about it and more longevity with this. If you want to make it easier on yourself, then definitely go for it. No, you're missing the point of this. I thought that's what you were saying you wanted to No, it was nothing to do with the show at all. It was just in my personal life, would I rather be know a little bit about everything or should I just be an, like, would it be cooler to just be like, I know all of Star Wars lore. And Uh, like, yeah. I got you. I thought you you meant like actually to the the episode. No, no, no. No, I meant like just in, that's why I said like in real life, like would, like I'm trying to, I'm kind of playing back and forth, like 
there are like I'd probably say three hundred different <clears throat> comic books in my little wish list for Comicsology Unlimited sure. that I can hop into. Or do I just sit and like hammer like all of the Star Wars omnibuses because like that's what I really want to know about. Yeah. Forget all the other stuff. No, that's uh, that was I as much of the DC universe that I had had open and access to me. I focused more hardcore on <coughs> Batman because that's what yeah, I cared more definitely. so about than anything else. Yes, I dabbled in a little bit of uh, a little bit of the Superman and some other stuff too. Definitely. But whenever I was focusing on stuff, I was more or less reading those four volumes of that stint of runs of of Batman that yeah. I was really interested in. So I tried to be more focused on that than anything else. I I I do that because it makes more sense to me in the long run to just, to just kind of binge really out focus. and really focus on one thing. And obviously, it, it kind of comes with the territory. Whenever you read a comic, it, you can't. You're going to get to a point where you'll read as much Star Wars and be like a super Star Wars master, but there's always going to be that curiosity of wanting to pick up and yeah. check out something else. Yeah. So I couldn't really say, yes, you could be the Star Wars master and read all the Star Wars and then just dabble in everything else. Yeah. And it'd be totally fine. Because yeah. I feel like I'm a little bit more versed in like probably the Star Wars comics and because I've read three or four of the different like full-on like series series runs like Legacy and the Old Republic and stuff like that, than I have of most everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing that I could think of that I would be super well-versed in is probably Spider-Man, like Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. because I've read most of all that, too. Definitely. So, I mean, that's I, that's totally understandable, and it's more it, it's more doable, because if you stretch yourself too thin too often, you never then, get to dip. Yeah, you never really get to dip, and especially if you enjoy something. Like, mm-hmm. if you... I, I, it's hard for me to want to put something down if I really have something that I've Definitely. enjoyed. Like after I read Court of Owls, I was just like, "No, it's fucking Batman yeah. now. I'm gonna read more of this Batman because why would I not? It's here." Yeah, well, that and that's like where I'm at is like there's there's so many cool things in there and like say a Batman, you've sure. got the comics, that you also got uh, you've got multiple TV series that mm-hmm. you can really dive into. You've got a couple movies, you got all the animated movies that are coming out that keep coming out and they're just they're nonstop and they're pretty cool. Uh, you also have some prose novels that have been written on it. You've got uh, some audio like dramatizations that they've done, released of stuff. So there's a lot of cool stuff. <coughs> Excuse me for you know any of any number of things. You know the other one of the other which isn't as massive of a universe, but I'd really like to dive into like the Coheed and Cambria of it yeah. all, and like the Anne Marie Wars, and there's a novel, and there's you know going in and actually kind of understanding the songs and how they relate to the story and. Yeah, really getting deep into that, and that's interesting to me too. But there's just so many things that seems like you can. I don't know if my and I don't have diagnosed ADD, but I'll just say I don't know if my ADD will allow me to ever actually focus on one thing for that long of a period of time. It seems like I'm destined to hop and to always be a jack of trades in most of my life. Um, but uh, the thought of it's it just is just like intriguing the, to me, especially like I've been that way my whole life, and that's that's also part of the culture of doing a podcast like this too, though. That's why I was saying almost all the stuff mm-hmm. really does tie back into like how you want to do podcasting and stuff. Sure. Cool too. It's just it, being a jack of all trades kind of comes with the territory. I've always been interested in probably more so in games than anything else. Yeah, Obviously, definitely. That's, that's my forte. That's, that's where I lay into that's things. I don't read as many comics. That's, that's evident. I definitely don't read as many books and that makes me feel shitty because I probably should. <laughs> Um, you know, whatever it may be, that just makes my brain, that makes my brain do good things. Um... <laughs> You know, I obviously I watch a lot of movies and TV and stuff like that and, and listen to a lot of music and stuff. But the biggest forte that I have over all of them would be gaming in general and Definitely. stuff. So that's why I always have a lot more to bring 
on my side of things, whenever we do our palm stuff, of probably gaming side of things than anything else once it comes to yeah. it. I feel like that's honestly for you, yes, you're a jack of all trades, but whenever it comes to comics and stuff like in books and things mm-hmm. of that nature, that's your fucking forte. Like 100% that you, you're the comic book master of this podcast as far as Thanks. I'm concerned. Your um, sweetheart. Speaking of, what yeah. games have you played? Um, I've actually played a few. I went on a demo uh, kind of run. Sweet. On the, um, what do you call it? The Switch. Nice. I was like, I was like what's all on here? So I downloaded. I think, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping you talk about a demo that I haven't played yet that I've been wanting to play. Uh, there, <laughs> so there were, it all started with Yoshi. Nice. See, I haven't yet played it. I've been really jonesing too. It all started with that and I saw that they released like the first, like a, a demo of it. So I downloaded that and I was like, oh, I forgot about demos of games. And since the Switch is kind of new to me still. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and just download the everything. So they had like a demo of Mega Man 11, uh, which just reminded me how much I don't really like Mega Man, unfortunately, and I wish I, I did. Yeah, I love Dude. Mega Man. I still haven't got to play 11, but everything I've watched of it, just the way that they've made like the ease of movement and the ease of like changing your abilities and shit on the fly, it just makes it seem like it's way more simple than what should be. I've actually, I went back and recently played Mega Man 2 because I heard that that was the best. Yeah, that's, that's, Uh, if you think of like Mega Man, not Mega Man X, but Mega Man 2 is like your bread and butter, like the definitive one. I was talking to Troy, one of my friends, and and, uh, he was like talking about Mega Man and I was like, I always want to get into it, but what do I get? He's like, 2. Or me gay man, if you will. (laughs) He's like, he got, he goes, go 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's on the classic, on the yep. Super Nintendo classic, uh, right? Super Nintendo? No, NES. NES classic. NES classic. So pop that in, played it for a little bit. I was like, this game's cool, but I, I don't get it. And then I got 11 demo and played it. And I was yeah. like, this is a lot like 2, which is great for people who like that. But, but so I just then when they had those it. things, they added in the functions from like 9. Mega Man 8 was the last Mega Man game proper that they made. I think it was on PS1. Okay. Um, but whenever they made, they actually made a Mega Man 9, 10, and now 11, mm-hmm. and those have all been from 2010 up. So those are all newer like games. Gap. There was okay. a big gap, big, big gap that yeah. came between them. Um, and then I think 9 and 10 were both like around the Wii time, like whenever those were out. And then uh, obviously 11's, uh, what 11's now, so they had even another big chunk of gap mm-hmm. that was in between those as well. Not as big, but... It looks good though. Yeah, it looks great. It looks so they added in like the the actual like slide mechanic, like Mega Man being able to slide and do like the ground slide. That was something that was never implemented in like Mega Man Two. Mega yeah. Man Two is very straightforward platforming. You're able to jump, you're able to shoot, mm-hmm. and that's about it. You just yeah. use the pause menu to change your abilities and stuff. It's a very difficult game. It's but a hard game. It's very fun and probably one of the most iconic gaming soundtracks of all time. I gotcha. Like everything on there. I, I I know I can think of Mega Man Two and I could think of at least five tracks off of there that I'm just like these are probably some of my favorite gaming music that I've ever listened hmm. to. Like it's really really well written music. Um, but yeah, I, I love Mega Man Two. It's a good classic. One of the other demos on there uh, was the Kirby All Stars, mm-hmm. uh, which I dug. I like that game a lot. That was mm-hmm. a, a good little game. There were a couple other ones that didn't really stand out. Oh, I played Uno. Played the demo of Uno. Nice. Um, Did you like it? Did it you win? Did you get Uno? I don't think I won. You didn't win? Uh, but it was okay. Uh, but then, so back to the original, Yoshi. Yes. Uh, not yarn. Uh, Crafted World. Craft, uh, super cool. I think it comes out the 29th. So it'll be, still when this episode releases, it'll be this Friday, I oh, think cool. is whenever it comes out. Right yes. on. Um, so you get to play one world, but and it was it's kind of a short world, mm-hmm. um, but the playability 
they actually have you going back into that same world, I think three different times to complete three different missions mm -hmm. that are kind of different and whatnot. Um, looks great. Yes. Looks awesome. Um, and I was playing it. I played it in bed, laying in bed. I was playing it. And uh, I was just the like, the same so teams cool. that made like, like the Kirby's, like Epic Yarn. Yes. And those, the, and, and, the, the, and the world, the world. it's the, all the same team that's been developing yeah. it. That, that branch of Nintendo's made those games. And it, it looks, it's right on par with yeah. those as far as quality wise. Um, I, I didn't, I don't think I played either of them, but I've seen both of them played pretty heavily. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, getting my hands on that one, it just, it's good. Yeah, I, I definitely would uh, would highly recommend it um, to anybody that's into that kind of thing. A um, couple other games I played. I since since the ending of Kingdom Hearts three, I've just kind of been dabbling in and a couple other things. I've been more busy with um, creating and artsy stuff than mm -hmm. anything. Uh, so, <coughs> excuse me. I um, I played a little bit more God of War, the first one. Um, I'm probably further than I've ever been, which is like not to say much. I think I'm like an hour into it. Did you? Uh, are you in the desert? No, no, you're not. You haven't got to a desert yet. No, okay. no, you're I, not very far into it. No, <laughs> not at all. You go, you like, you go through the main city proper. You go to the desert. I'm get, in the city right now. You go past the city. You go to the desert. Go past the desert, and then you go to the temple, and the temple. That's where you spend the rest of your fucking game. Oh wow! So you're like. 10% in the city, about 15% in in the desert area, uh -huh. maybe maybe 10, maybe even a little less than 10. It's not a very long desert sequence. Once you get to the temple, rest of the fucking game, except oh, for shit. the last 2%, which is like the final boss fight. Wow. And then you're back in the city. <laughs> um, but it's cool. I like that game. I'm going to keep kind of trucking away at it. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Jack 2, uh, just something to spend my a couple of minutes on. It's something I can do a mission, spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. And then and put it down, um, and then I started the Last Guardian. Nice. Um, I I got I borrowed it from a friend. She was like, "This game's shit, but it looks pretty." And I was like, "Okay, I'll try it out." Um, as far as like, it's just not like that great of a like control. The it controls really not great. No, in my that's opinion, what I've heard. But I mean, um, just story and conceptually wise, and the way that it looks, it's very cool. It seems good. Yeah. So that's I, the one with Trico, right? I don't know that big giant bird dog. Thing. Yeah, that's that's its name is Trico. Oh. I think. That's yeah. what they introduced. This is the same people that made uh, uh, fucking Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. Is it really? Yes. Okay. This is the next, like their their next game. That's funny because I the other game that I was I was like once I get done with the Last Guardian I want to go play that Shadow Colossus mm -hmm. game. Uh, I did not realize that that's yeah. by the same. Eco was the first game it came out on yes. PS2, and so did Shadow of the Colossus. The first time it came out was on PS2 oh, it as did? well. And but um, Eco was more of like a. A big open-ended puzzle game. It's kind of similar to this in a way, but you're you play as this little boy and you're like walking around this princess the whole time and you're trying to save her basically get mm -hmm. out of these different areas. There's not really enemies that you fight or anything. It's just solving giant puzzles that are in this, oh, this castle world yeah. that you're in. You're trying to escape. And then Shadow of the Colossus. There's not really any enemies outside of the world other than the Colossi that you fight. And there's 16. It's just basically giant 16 big huge boss fights. Hmm. Um, and there's different unique ways that you have to fight each of these colossi. And the biggest point of them is, you know, just climbing up them and, and stabbing their weak points and stuff. And But it's it's a stupid fun game. It's awesome. It's yeah. beautiful. I, I've, I've heard good things and not realized that they're all kind of tied together. I knew, I knew Eco and... Uh, yeah, it's, they're supposed to be. I don't know how this one ties together, but the, the Shadow of the Colossus is supposed to be technically, I think, like the prequel to what happens in Eco. Oh. It's so like at the end of the game, there's of uh, Shadow of the Colossus, there's like a boy 
like a baby that's that's born. They said that the baby is supposed to be the little boy that's an eco. It's just like this is set like twelve years later, and now he's a little boy and he's trying to save this princess. I see. Yeah, hmm. it's interesting. And then last but not least, obviously after Sword and Shield were announced for Pokemon, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta start playing Pokemon." Let's go again. <laughs> uh, so that's been where I've spent probably the most of my gaming time over the last couple of weeks yeah. has been back on Pokemon. Let's go. Get sucked into that um, shit. Been trying. Uh, I end up playing in the car if I'm not driving. How uh, far are you on it? Like um, uh, badge wise, you know, I th- roughly. I've just got two of them. I think two. I just beat Misty. Misty. Yeah. yeah cool. I'm um, I'm in the middle of I, I'm in the caves. Yeah. Um. After like you have to go Mount Moon. Through, I think you go through. No, I think no. you go through the the Diglett Cave maybe to get to. I haven't seen Diglets yet. Yeah, haven't yet. Okay, no. so maybe another. This the, is like... the, between Cerulean and going from Cerulean to uh, fuck wherever the the Senate Surge is at the Thunder Badge guy. Oh yeah, I know. I don't about. remember the name of the city off the top of my head. That's the next badge, but I think you have to go in a cave that like takes you under or an underground tunnel that takes you that direction. I but see. that's like the next progression. You have to go talk to like uh, the Team po- Rockets. Pokemon, this... yeah, Team Rockets. There, you have to fight Team Rocket. You have to go. That's where talk I'm at to right the Pokemaniac guy. The can't think of what his name is. Mm. Steve, the Pokemoniac. <laughs> He's the guy who accidentally turns himself into a Pokemon. And you have to press the button, and he gives you the a part of a like a Pokedex thing. Oh, I got like you. an upgrade to it. Or something. I got you. But yeah, let's go. It's been my that's been my main jam. What you been up to on the game side? Uh, still been playing some more Apex. Still just as good. Uh, just been grinding away on it and just trying to get some more some more kills under my belt. Getting more familiar with the characters they're introduced that they're doing their. Uh, their battle pass, kind of like how Fortnite does their like seasons and stuff. Like I see. you pay, you can pay like ten bucks. Um, you don't have to pay the money for the season, but if you pay the money for the season, you can uh, you can level up a little bit faster in there, which gives you more uh, more of like the loot boxes to open up faster too. Definitely. Um, and then if you do that, they'll they're also going to release characters and stuff. They're like, here's two characters. If you pay us the ten dollars for this three months, you'll get these two characters, and you'll be able to get faster XP. And that's just how they've always done the seasons for Fortnite too. It's yeah. like each season is it gonna three like, months. Is that what it's roughly like three that? to four months? I was always curious. I they didn't really they know have a ga- they have a gap of time that's changed in the beginning. Like the gap between season one and two was longer, and then two and three was a little shorter, and then now it's roughly around like three to four months I is see. how long it lasts. Um, just anything to get more money. Absolutely, um, it's a constant revenue stream yes, at that that's, point. That, that's something that they got coming down the pike, I guess. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the new characters will be to kind of breathe a little bit more new life into it because it is very fun, but it is does you know get repetitive to a certain extent. Yeah. Each match is different, obviously. I mean, you're always going to find a different random set of weapons and stuff. You're not fighting with the same thing constantly, yeah. Unless you're just like fucking doing nothing but scouring, and that's all you do. But most fun about it is just getting in there and trying to find people to kill. Gotcha. Um, I did try out War Groove and started playing it a bit. I don't know if I talked about it a little bit What's last time. War Groove? So it's um. Is that like a like you're getting the groove on? No, it's like a dance dance revolution. It is not. It is a, It is not in a Japanese hotel uh, <laughs> rub and tug room. Uh, There's no rub and tug unless your your mate that you brought with you is rubbing and tugging. I you. mean, I'm assuming since we're calling it like a sex hotel that that's probably going to happen somewhere. I would hope so. Yeah. While you're doing the DDR. Mm, love sex. Uh, Wargrove is a uh, turn-based uh, real-time strategy game in the same vein of Advanced Wars, which I talked about you be- uh, talked to you about before. 
Um, so it's completely like almost kind of squad based whenever you go into these maps and you fight against like another squad of like AI characters or you can actually even do multiplayer and play against other people too. Um, you'll have like say three or four infantry infantrymen, some people that are like ranged combat and stuff. And they're just like little sprites that very like uh, reminiscent of like old final fantasy sprites, like those kind of little character sprites. Yeah. They're, they're more cartoony than like looking like they're real things or anything like that. Um, and it's very high fantasy oriented in this one. Um, Advanced Wars takes place in, I guess, a semi-futuristic thing. You have tanks and shit in that game, but this is all like dragons and stuff and everything. Dragons. Um, but it's it's squad-based. You have like a grid, basically. The maps are all different. You'll have different terrain that you'll have to kind of try and maneuver your way around. But, uh, you know, you can go and like send my infantrymen up here, and then they have a squad that's over here. It's just across the river, so I'm going to use the infantrymen to fire arrows and stuff across them. And then I'll have people that come down here, and you can do sword, you know, like hand-to-hand combat type thing down here. Um, but it's just uh, oh, trying to make your squad survive that battle and stuff like that. And it has an overarching story and campaign mode, which I did start playing. Um, the campaign story is really cool, really interesting. It's about like different sects of uh, these groups of this continent that are all starting to kind of... They were at peace at one point in time. And then how the game starts, there's this chick from this, uh, this vampire unit... Um, like vampire group of people and she sneaks into this castle and kills Bella, the king. We'll call her. I don't remember what her name is off the top of my head, but she sneaks into the castle, kills the king that basically sparks war, civil or not civil war, but a period of unrest between everybody. Like all the factions start fighting one another. Gotcha. But you don't like whenever you start that mission, you actually are playing as the vampire chick. So and then you start playing as the king who's or not the king, but the the king's guard and his daughter who is like now basically like a queen mm-hmm. um, of the nation and uh You'll, you'll play as her and her squadron of people who are really actually good people. Um, and then the vampire people are kind of, you know, evil vampire people. Um, but you'll play as different races as you go along. So you're not just playing as one. You don't pick one I thing. See. You actually forces you, like, you're going to play as the bad guy in this mission. You're going to fuck up all these people. And it's going to suck because whenever you go to the good people and you're like, oh, I hate that I ruined all this stuff. <laughs> so it forces you to kind of go back and forth with that that monologue of, like, your, your inner monologue of, like, playing against good and evil and these people yeah. that are neutral and whatnot. It's a change-up a little bit. You yeah, it's, to... it's, it's really cool, but I, I, I like the concept of it, and part of me really hates the fact that I, I got it on Xbox, um, knowing, knowing full well that why I was getting it on Xbox was because I could play it in the living room on the Xbox while it's set up in there. I could play it on PC too because it's got the uh, the play anywhere capability, so yeah. I can play it on here in in here now too. Um, but part of me wishes that I could have had it on Switch because it is a perfect like Nintendo esque title, fun to play on there. And it's the same concept. I could just take the Switch with me into the bedroom yeah. and be playing on there. But it's a uh, part it's... of me. Part of me regrets getting it on there. I was like. If Wargroove does end up getting on like a fifty percent sale or something like that, I, would, I wouldn't care to spend an extra like seven bucks and I'll get it on Switch and play it on there. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the the capabilities of the Switch. I may have said this before, but definitely have uh, steered my buying uh, thoughts more towards the the ability to play it mobile and on TV. Yeah, absolutely. at any drop of the hat, uh, everything that I was like, oh, I would I'm, I would always get this on PlayStation. Yeah. I'm going to be diehard like PlayStation. I only get Switch titles that are exclusive Switch titles, and I'm almost feel reversed about it a little yeah. bit. Like, I'll only get exclusive PlayStation titles on this PlayStation. This what scares obviously. me, too, about with, uh, with the Xbox stuff coming to Switch. It yeah. makes me, even though the game might not play or perform as well as it would on an Xbox, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, 
what's the point of me having an Xbox if I can play it all on my yeah. Switch, have my Switch titles, and have my PlayStation mm-hmm. for my exclusives? There's no point in me even having an Xbox almost at that point, yeah, other well, than the fact that I have friends that play online. Well, and you had, you know you talked about how their their ability to have good games coming out new is kind of faltering lately. So it's like it definitely makes you question. I'm sure, like, yeah. how far do I continue with having that? that thing in, in my in my room when I could just play all the games I really want to play on my fucking Switch yeah. and I can go poop while I'm doing it. I could, yeah. arguably. But also, I feel really bad, though, because I uh, I got back on the drug. I don't know what you're talking about. I got back on Destiny 2. Oh. <laughs> they pulled me back in. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I, uh, they had the new season that opened up, which is another section of the annual pass. This is the season of the Drifter. Um, whole new branch of story. Um, after I had tapered off and I stopped playing, I got to the point to where now the level cap, uh, the, the light level cap is like 700 and my character was still at like 530 something because I hadn't been spending as much time grinding yeah. trying to get my level up or anything. But they did a thing on this where, um, whenever you start doing the drifter quest, they have a little, um, these little badge tokens that you can get from the drifter at the beginning of it. And it doesn't cost very much or anything. Not real money-wise, but money in the game. Yeah. It doesn't cost much Glimmer to get. We'll call um, them Ox. The, the, Glimmer is the money. Oh, Glimmers. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't like cost mine much better. Money. I like your Ox. It doesn't cost much Ox. I think it's about 250 <laughs> um, Ox apiece. And there's four of them. And you basically do these like little mini quests. It only takes like an hour and a half, two hours to grind out and get all of it done. Um, but once you do those, uh, they reward you with pieces of gear that are level 640. Nice. So whatever level you were at before, after you finish this stuff, it automatically boosts your character up. There's like no reason you shouldn't be able to be at a baseline of 640. So then you only have, you, you, you're all leveled up to play any of the content that came out before this. And you can start grinding with everybody else. That's about like 350 or three or 650-ish, mm-hmm. you know, in that in that range um, from the last DLC. So you're able to hop right in and start playing on this DLC and stuff too, if you wanted to as nice. well. Um, so I went through, you know, did that, got all my pieces of gear and stuff, and now I'm about to start doing some more of those quest lines. They and they added in some new stuff even today. Like as this DLC goes along, and what they're planning on doing from here on out is that they're going to. Uh, start incorporating uh, more things that they'll do with updates every couple of weeks to kind of keep adding in little bits of things. Like they've said, like, this is the season of the Drifter. Here's the big thing that we're releasing that, that's new for it. That's the, what the expansion is. But every couple of weeks, we're like, here's a new thing that you can do with Xur, this character. Here's a new thing that you can do in this game mode. Here's, like, three new maps for this thing. And they are going to keep incorporating over and over and over again until I'm assuming they're inevitably going to get to like announcing like, here's our final big DLC that we're going to have for Destiny 2 and then it's done. Yeah. Kind of a thing, which I'm assuming will probably be this fall. That's how they kind of do they're, their thing. They're, they're breadcrumbing you. They right. usually do. They that's do. how that's how all of these companies right. make money now. Here's a little annual pass. Here's a little bit. Here's a little bit. Well, they're doing really good at it though, because the content. <laughs> I mean, just the content in general is is really good. Because some of the stuff that they've released before, like this, yeah, they give you 
not even bits of story. It's just like, here's some more gameplay stuff. This is actually trying to incorporate more story-oriented things and lore that's actually richer than some of the shit that came out in like the base game. Nice. And it's really cool being able to have like these lore tabs that you can read and new story that you can kind of experience and stuff that's telling an even better story than what they did when they fucking first started the game and you bought the base game proper. Hmm. So it's, it's neat that the little breadcrumbs that they're giving are actually really enriching and war- rewarding for the world to build, you know, an even better, more enriching experience. Yeah. Um, but that's what I hopped into. Didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3. No. No. Still in the exact same spot. I'm going to get back on it, though. You fell out of it. I didn't. I did real hard. You fell out. Um, but I do want to I do want to get back into it, because yeah. I want to finish it still. But Absolutely. I Like we talked about last week, I felt like it was a little discouraging after I got told what was going to happen at the fucking end of it. I was just kind of like, not that not like I was in the middle of like, why do I want to play this? Because, I mean, obviously, you want to play this because it's fun. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like... Now you know. Now I know, so it's not as rewarding playing this. A, a race to the end. To so I'm just going to play, enjoy the gameplay while it goes, and then just be like, there's that thing that happened. Yeah. I've been uh, I've been kind of getting the itch, um, not having the time to get into it, but I've been having the itch to uh, spin it back up and start working on the, the rest of the little side games and missions and everything. Yeah. Um, someday, someday soon, cool. I'll get into that. Um Movies. So I've watched some movies. TV. Um, trying to been actually been watching a lot of movies. Uh, nice. And by a lot, I mean like four. I've watched is... four movies. Yeah. Yes. Are they the same four no, I watched? I watched three movies and show and a TV show. Oh, I watched a lot of TV. I watched a guy and a girl at a pizza place. Ooh. I didn't watch that. Um, I, for starters, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a move. Got uh, a move. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Have you seen it? No. Uh, it was good. It is good. It won some awards. It won a lot of awards. Uh, maybe more than I would have. His I heard his big teeth won awards individually. Individually, they both. Yeah. Won. Uh, it maybe won more than I thought it necessarily needed to win. Yeah, that's, uh, I've heard that response too. It's not the first time I heard uh, that. And not that the movie was bad. It's just that, and this kind of goes with all the movies I saw. Is like I don't know if any of these movies were bad, but I don't know if they were great either. Yeah. Like, but, but. To tell you maybe that Bohemian Rhapsody may be the best of those movies that weren't great. Sure. So maybe it does deserve those awards because there wasn't anything else out there that was really pushing for first place. Freddy, Freddy. Any better than that. Uh, it was neat. I won Green Book won Best Picture, I think. Did it? it? I'm pretty sure it's the one that won like Best Green movie. Book looks good. It looks cool. I, I, I like, like I like me some Vigo. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Yeah, and that other guy is uh, is good too. Pretty cool. If uh, in every movie, even no matter what it is, he just played Aragorn. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> uh, so going through like racist nineteen sixties South with this black guy, and he's driving around. He's just like, I'm taking the Hobbit to Heisenberg. <laughs> this is worse than the time I had to take the Hobbit to Heisenberg. <laughs> uh, but Bohemian Rhapsody was a uh, a nice. It was a long film. Um, there wasn't as much like everybody's like well, the last like half hour of it's the Live Aid performance. It wasn't. I don't think it was the last half hour of it was Live Aid performance. Uh, but it was neat how they you know they did a lot of work on it. They I was trying to figure out kind of the the story behind the voice because it's obviously a lot of stuff that isn't um, recordings of Freddie. But so there's they t- they did like a real interesting thing where they took. Rami Malek's voice, who isn't really a singer, right? Um, they took Freddie Mercury's like recorded stuff, like raw tracks and whatnot, 
And then there's this guy from Canada who's like a Christian rock singer who has a voice that is almost identical to Freddie Mercury's. And they meshed the three of them together and made like this Freddie Mercury singing voice for this movie. Cool. Uh, which was really interesting just to kind of see like the movie magic behind Yeah, I had that. no idea that that's how they did that. Yeah. It's kind of like in uh, Force Awakens when they mixed the voices of uh, Sir, what's his name, Alec... Uh, oh, Guinness? Yeah, and uh, and uh, Ewan McGregor and made like that... That to give that, your perfect voice of an Obi-Wan. Of an Obi-Wan uh, in there. It was kind of that, but for a whole movie of singing. Uh, but it was it was cool to see the story behind different things and how the band kind of progressed. How did the how did the AIDS look? Um, I mean, it was was it rough watching? It, no, no, no. I mean, I've seen way worse. Uh, per uh, they show what's it called when you show something? Uh, predictions. Um, what? Uh, show something. Depictions. Okay. Way way worse depictions of of oh, like AIDS. An AIDS. Like, in, a, like a what was that, what's the one movie Dallas Buyers Club? I haven't seen Dallas Buyers Club, but I, I heard to. that one's pretty rough. That one's rough. Um, you know they they get like that in uh, what's that the the uh, something Heart or the Heart something? Uh, there's an HBO mm, movie with uh, Sheldon Cooper and the Hulk and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds interesting. <laughs> um, but it was good. I watched a movie called Mid Nineties. It was on my uh, my my palm. I seen. Uh, I, I I remember you talking about that. Yeah. How uh, was that? It was good. It was uh, kind of your. Who directed that? That was Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. written and directed by Jonah Hill. Uh, his first kind of up at bat with that, and uh, it was good. It was kind of a slow paced. Um, very like mid to early '90s set. Like everything was pitch perfect as far as like like the movie. The, yeah, it's totally like pitch perfect. The even all the way like Rebel Wilson came in singing and shit. I bet she did. Uh, but no, uh, it was it was just perfectly like set in there. They had really good set pieces and the wardrobe and everything around it. Um, the you know how people talked and how they interacted was very much of that era, and it was uh, just a, a cool little movie. I think most everybody dresses that way now, just just to dress that way just for the most part. Yeah. So they probably didn't really have to go too far to get that word. Um, they, I think some of it they definitely did. They, they have some. You like, see the pretty they stuff have some, now. They have some sweet puffy starter jackets. In them. <laughs> no. Um. I also watched A Star is Born. Ooh. Uh, the, was there a heartfelt performance in there? Um, there was a good performance. I not a I used to love Bradley Cooper. Like he was Uh-oh. he was my go-to for like the hangover. Like he was like I was like who's this guy? Who's this hunk? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he almost is as hot as Timothy Oliphant. But he's not. Uh, but he was it was but close. Gotta, <laughs> please emphasize on it was that. Close. He's not. Um, and as years have gone on, I haven't watched as many of his movies. He mm-hmm. wasn't I didn't stay with, stick with him as much. He was Rocket um, Raccoon. He was Rocket Raccoon, but was. like he's a good Rocket. Anybody though. could be Rocket Raccoon. But they weren't. It was Bradley That's, Cooper. You're right. You're right. You you got me there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, his performance was good. Uh, he was definitely because Sam Elliott is his brother in that movie. Um, yes, he's his brother. Yes. How's that work? They his Sam Elliott is. Was like did the, the, Nick, did the Nick Furium for no, no, he was like um, he was like their dad's uh, my dad kid from like when he was super young, and then like, he went like thirty years almost uh, before he had his next kid. Uh, so that's 
the difference between them. Okay. But Bradley Cooper's almost playing Sam Elliott because they had they have a, a history as like a, a, a they were in a band together, and when Bradley Cooper's character kind of hit it big, he quote unquote stole Sam Elliott's voice, like his singing voice and how he sang and everything. Like so, Little Mermaid. So he almost yeah, like Little Mermaid. <laughs> So so he almost takes on Sam Elliott's voice, but Bradley Cooper playing Sam Elliott. <laughs> did, which they, did they Freddie Mercury? Kind of <laughs> weird, no. Uh, but that it's it's all okay. You know, there's a story that goes along with it. Sam Elliott does really good at playing Sam Elliott. Sam um, Elliott's a great Sam Elliott. He's great. <laughs> um, and then Gaga is good. I like. I'm a big Gaga fan. You are. You're. Uh, you. Someone could say you're Gaga for Gaga. I'm Gugu for Gaga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I like her kind of in this stripped down, not like crazy wild like pop monster kind of thing. Right. Uh, it's good. I like Simple her voice. What's like... her name? Stephanie. I don't think it's Stephanie. What's it in real life? Isn't it something like that? Oh yeah, I think it's Stephanie. It's Stephanie. That's why I, 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 no, I, I was talking about like her real name. Like whenever you see like really old videos of her, and she had like her brown hair, and she was just playing keyboard and yeah. like a coffee shop or some yeah. shit. Yeah. But I dig her. Uh, movie once again not the best movie won a lot of awards it sure did uh, but maybe a better movie than other movies they that did came a heartfelt about. did you see the heartfelt shallow performance did, yeah. where they looked at each other and did the mm-hmm. and smiled they're actors that's for sure they really are they did a good job with that yeah, if that's the, if that's like what was in the movie I would have cried <laughs> I don't know the only was, thing that could have made it better if it, it was if it was Lady Gaga and Timothy Olyphant I felt like it was the only thing holding that back is that they it felt like the story was uh, either rushed or it wasn't it was more surface than it really got down into it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was taking all the turns that it's supposed to take um, instead of really kind of buying into those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, they were very, I guess, kind of two dimensional, if you if you will. I've heard people say that about things, so I'll call that two dimensional about those characters. Um, and then watch the possession of Hannah Grace. Oh, yeah! You went horror on me. I went horror. Horror. I went horror on you. You went horror. Uh, on it was me. good. It was probably one of the better uh, like possession of movies that I've seen in a while. It takes place in a morgue, uh-huh. um, and this this. I think group. I've seen ads for it. Yeah, yeah. This, they're uh, a possessed. Who's the main chick in it? Isn't it's the it girl the... from Pretty Little Liars. I don't okay. know her name. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's kind of cool. The possession uh, of Hannah Grace, rated R, starts Friday. Shay Mitchell, that's it. Is. Shay, uh, Mitchell. But essentially, a a uh, girl who had died from possession. Kirby gets Johnson. Kirby Johnson. She plays Hannah Grace uh, and Cadaver. Uh, <laughs> the, the the dead body of Hannah Grace. Um, uh, a possessed body of this girl who died uh, gets brought into the morgue and then uh, kind of shenanigans ensue afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but uh, not... a sweet, solid Metacritic score of 37. I saw that. 5.2 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Popular is down 46 points. That's, that's It's down more than the, the new Doom movie. I know. Who could have uh, seen that coming? Uh, but like I said, uh, it's better than some of the shit I've seen. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, then TV. Got it caught up into a bunch of TV. Big Bang Theory's uh, quote-unquote uh, last episode of the series, but then they just announced that they're going to have an hour-long series finale. Okay. Um, 
And everything on the internet says 17 episodes. I watched the 17th episode. It wasn't that great. It was probably the weakest one of the season. And then... Did like, they do like a buy thing for this? No. And then oh. a week later, they're like, uh, we're gonna... We just finished filming the hour-long series finale. So I don't know if there's more episodes in between now and the series finale that airs in May. Or if they're just gonna take a two-month break and then say, here's your hour-long goodbye. Hmm. Is weird, uh, but I'm caught up on that. Finished watching the series of unfortunate events. Nice, it was good. I liked yeah. it. Um, the ending, ending. You watched it all? Yeah, I was gonna cool. ask you what is it supposed to? What was the book ending? You said that it was different, uh, in like a maybe a more positive way. Uh, you didn't. I think the ending of the book proper was just them basically coming back after like they sailed off into the sunset, and they it's been like a year later, kind of like it is in the book, and they have the baby. And they're going back. You don't see anything that happens post that whenever you actually oh, see so nobody her. dies. When you said it was a little darker uh, in the Indian, I was thinking, like, I imagine that the uh, that they died. All of them died. At some no, 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 the no, baby no. I mean, survived. No, I mean, the, it's uh, the only... They all... the What happens, happens. I just said the ending is more positive for the gotcha. show to me. Because they actually had that wrap up with Lemony Snicket's meeting her in the yeah. coffee or in the Getting to in the shock in the shop having the their shock. And stuff. Yeah, I just thought that that was such a really cool ending. Like sure. It was super heartfelt. Like just him getting to see her, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that that was the uh, the the little sister initially when like she was yeah, walking I, around. Yeah, I did too until I uh, not yeah, realizing yeah. that it was the it was the the uh, the Snicket girl. Yeah. So that, I thought that was really cool that that happened with Lemony. And knowing that like eventually down the road that they they've been talking about that they might have that that other series that's uh, from Lemony Snicket. Oh, is there another uh, series? There's there's another thing that's tied to Snicket when he was younger. Oh. Um, that has come out. I forgot what it's called exactly. I'll have to look it up. But they're talking about doing like a little mini series for cool. that as like a it's a whole prequel thing that leads up to everything. It seems like there's a the, it's uh, that story's rich like that everything that happens before. Um, that it would be really neat to to That's see, kind of how it how it develops. Uh, is it the beat rice letters? <laughs> the beat rice letters. <laughs> no, it has its own name. It's another set that he wrote that's specifically for uh, Lemony Snicket himself. Gotcha. I can't think of what the name of it is called. Though. Hmm. I'll have to look it up here. Yeah. Uh, that's all. Is that all you watched? Uh, no. Uh, been catching up on Young Sheldon just because you know I watch shows that are like that. Uh, finished watching the post-apocalypto. Uh, finally, mm-hmm. the Tenacious D thing. Um, it's kind of more of the same. There wasn't really anything major that happened with that. Um, Walking yes. Dead caught up. Seems to be good. Uh, All the wrong questions. Of oh, course, it's a four-part book. So that's what they said. It would be one se- season that they oh, were yeah. planning on doing. But it's about Lemony Snicket whenever he was in a, a kid and the. Kind of like, like the VFD seeing starting. seeing the building of the VFD and how it kind of all started. Cool. This like this that. this book series is very like filmed in noir esque, like old school detective style, like nice. old school detective thing. That's that's how that one plays out. Cool. Um, yeah, Walking Dead caught up on that. I'm curious to see how everything's gonna come, knowing what happens with the Whisperers uh, specifically. I imagine that that would be a season finale. Yeah. Um, with the uh, the steaks and how that all kind of cooking uh, them, yeah, cooking those steaks. Uh, 
But then knowing that uh, Diana Guerrero, Dia, Dia, yeah. Dia, Dia the Guerrero, uh, is uh, looking to get out as well. Season ten will be our last one. She is said. it season ten. Yep. It's going to be our last so one. She'll so be, she'll, she'll be, be next season. Okay, she's going to be. Gone. I was curious if she and would then, be. What's her face? A fatality. Gone, she? Maggie. Yeah, Maggie's been gone. She's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've been talking about what she might do in the future as well. Movies are coming back. She's on that new like CBS show. Oh my God. I've seen ads for it. Yeah. I think it's on ABC. Maybe it's like that. Whiskey Cavalier. Looks real quirky. They've, they've been hitting that one hard. They're like, on every commercial through Walking Dead, they're like, hey, you like Walking Dead? This is Maggie. She's in this new show. It's called Whiskey Cavalier. Mm -hmm. You'll like it. It's funny. And it's like, they're throwing it hard down your throat. I really don't want to watch it. It doesn't look like, I I don't know. Not that it's not a, it just, it's not my show. No, it's not at all. Not my show. Uh, Broad City's been good, um, and then American Idol started up, which I, uh, yes, I, I like me some American Idol. So. I saw one guy, which one on American Idol? He it was I think his name was like Alejandro or something. Is it a acoustic singer songwriter guy? And he had just learned how to play like keyboard and guitar. Like four years prior, it was like to real this. weird, like kind of real weird guy. Yeah, yeah, like everything was but kind of like like, off. He, he had like very beautiful vocals mixed in with it, and uh, Lionel Richie was just like, like holy shit, yeah, it like was really blown good. away. And it was like everybody was like, yes, 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 like yeah. for sure. And everybody was just like super, like Lionel Richie was just like kept saying that like to the other guys. He was just like, you seen that right? Like this is like a gift. Yeah, he's like this was beautiful. Yeah. And the kid was just like super weird and quirky and like didn't realize that he was. I don't I think he re- seemed like he didn't realize it was going to be as good. Yeah. He was just doing it on him to do it. Yeah, and then just it he, was just like, yeah, yeah, you're in for sure. What he threw it together. That was the only one that I saw though. Yeah. It's been good though. I'm digging it. Uh, Neat. Digging it, digging it, digging it. Um, yeah. What about, uh, what about you? Gotham. What about you? Gotham's going strong. Yeah. We finished season two. We're in season three now. Uh, things are happening. Yeah. Uh, fucking fish has powers now of oh. a fish. Yeah. She could swim underwater with gills. Can she? <laughs> I don't know. Is that thing that happens too? <laughs> she got, she got, uh, infused with cuttlefish <laughs> powers. I don't remember her, uh, she, she, I don't remember touch, her, her she return. Can, she can touch people and then she can tell them what to do and then they do it. Oh. Yeah. But she's got a whole outfit and everything. Oh, she got an outfit. Yeah, she does. She's like a super villain. Oh, now, Jada Pinkett Yeah, and she's got the hair, which didn't fall with the continuity. Does your hair grow when you die? Still? Yeah. I don't think it does. I don't think so. So, whenever she died at the end of season one, she had shaved <laughs> hair on the sides. Yeah. It was like a faux hawk thing. She looked like Rufio. Um <laughs> And she had like these weird studs that were like on there, and uh, okay. and then she like guilt. She you saw her for like an episode, and she got killed yeah. right after that. When we see her in this one, she's got like the long hair, and it's all like back, and it's still got the Rufio hair collar and everything, but um, it's just longer. It's longer, and it doesn't have the things. And I was just like, wouldn't you make more sense if she still had the studs and the the haircut thing or whatever? Well, I don't she could have got it. like uh, no a weave. No, no, no. No, I mean, this happened whenever she was inside the the tank that Hugo Strange had her in. And she was just like in there. She was just like, I'm, yeah. I'm dead. <laughs> you think that he did her hair for her? Yeah, he, he did you implants. Know, if, if, he was, if she was alive, but she was just in a coma, she then wasn't. she would they said ha- she was be able dead. to grow. 
She'd all be these able to people, grow were, all these people were dead, and they brought them back because they made it. It was a story point that whenever she, everybody else is coming back, yeah, they did not have their memories of anything that happened. So whenever they brought back, oh, uh, that's when she had. She has a weird eye. She's she's by color. She still she still got the weird eye. That happened before she died. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, she like stabbed her own eye out to to prove something to this oh. guy. Um, it's been four years, five I years believe since it, I watched it. Something to that effect. But regardless, it's season been, five it's now. Been a I guess it's been yeah, yeah. It's been it's uh, been five years since I watched that show. It's uh, it's been really cool. I'm I'm digging seeing all the villains out and about now. Uh, this season has a which I, I'm assuming will start playing more of a bigger role eventually, but it has a, a Bruce Wayne doppelganger in it. Uh, oh yeah, he I looks, forgot about he that. He looks like Bruce, but he's got super long hair. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. He escaped with like the rest of the monsters and fish yeah. and all of them or whatever. I thought they were going to play like a hush situation there. Like he has to fight himself kind of a like thing. Like that was Tommy and uh Tommy. And Tommy who hushes? Oh, yes. You, you I know what you know. I thought that this was going to tie in since they're starting to incorporate the court. I thought that this kid was going to be what they represent with the court. Oh, Talon. In, yeah, Talon. Like, it was supposed to be Thomas Wayne Jr. I thought maybe uh, this was where they were going with that. I gotcha. Like, he, we made him look like Bruce Wayne, and we're going to tell him that he's Bruce Wayne's brother. It might be. And, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, know how that plays out. I but the know. court's there, and I didn't know if the court's going to start playing a bigger influence or if they're just going to kind of peter that out. You might be right. That's a peter it out or that it's there. Either one, you might be right. Sure. I watched movies. <laughs> What'd you movie watch? Shad. Were the the movies that I watched? No. Were they uh, completely different movies? Shh. I watched movies. You watched Wonder Woman. You I I've already Captain seen Captain Marvel. Woman. Shut up. <laughs> 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 I watched Fantastic Beasts, Shad. And where to find them? And where to find them. And the Crimes Against Grindelwald? I watched the Crimes Against Grindelwald as well. You watched them both? I watched them both back to back. Had you seen either one of them? No, you know I haven't seen them. I forgot. Yeah. Did you like them? I did, very much so. Yeah. More so than I thought that I would because everybody was so eh, on it. And I was just like, these are fucking dope. That's I like Newt as a people. character. Yeah. I thought he's awesome. Especially, awesome. especially in Crimes Against Gendewald. I was just like, this dude's like the fucking coolest magician ever. I was like, the beasts are nice that they're like just there. But watching him like fight and I was just like... This dude's super powerful yeah. as shit, and I wasn't expecting him to be. Yeah, I was just like, the whole story, the aura, having yeah. Grindelwald be like the villain and stuff. He does a great villain, too. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it, the beginning of the uh, the beginning of Grindelwald, whenever he's escaping from Azkaban, uh-huh. and they're on the thing, and he's got the little creature or whatever that's with him. Yeah. And he says something to the effect of, like, he's holding and looking at it, he's just, like, petting it, and he's just like, and he's just like... Oh, you're. He's like you're awful clingy, aren't you? Or something. He just fucking chucks it out the window. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I thought they were like making this thing like because they showed him at the beginning whenever he was like in yeah. the in the thing like he was just like I'm here. I'm his little pet. I'm yeah. like I'm like the snake that's with the uh, fucking yeah uh, Voldemort and yeah. I'm gonna be here hanging Nagini. out. Yeah. I'm, Which I'm you Nagini. Get to see Nagini. Yeah, that's awesome too. Seeing Nagini and hearing the whole like. In due time, if you keep she's, doing this, you're gonna yeah, turn in into. Due time, a, you're gonna be a snake forever, yeah. and it's gonna be a thing. <laughs> and the plot twist at the end—I thought that it was supposed to be Tom Riddle this whole time. Yeah, I had like, no idea. After that happened, I was just like, "What?" Yeah, because yeah, I'm not a big that, fan of him I, as an actor. Like, he's not my favorite part of those movies by any means. What's his face? The uh, Flash, Ezra Miller. Yeah, 
He's cool though. I thought I like the. I, he was, I was better a, in the in the second movie than he was in the. It first. It made sense for him to not be Tom Riddle after I thought about it, especially when we look at it in the sense of like, uh, you know, the longevity of things that uh, whenever you like see him, like the, hair, the timeline, like uh, he's supposed to be older whenever he sees Tom. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he, like uh, Dumbledore definitely looks older. Whenever I'm he not a hundred percent sure that that Edzer Miller is actually a Dumbledore though. Yeah, I, I think that that's a bunch of Spoilers. like crap that like that just came out on dvd that's <laughs> <laughs> been out for a month no it hasn't yeah uh-uh. yeah for i bought it almost a month ago oh well regardless it just came out still <laughs> oh i bought pretty... it on digital it came out a little early. i brought it on digital right. too so i i thought it just came out no. like tuesday maybe no 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 it's been out for a while and this yeah. is two weeks after that even mm-hmm. so <laughs> spoilers still. and it was also on theaters well i mean spoilers uh, for anybody that's not seen fan i took me until just now to watch the first movie too so um Eddie Redman uh, playing that character of Newt and whatever, I don't know if he's got like a, a a social disorder or something, but just the way that he carries that character is something that I want to keep watching. Yes. Uh, it's interesting how he plays that character. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the whole thing with like Queenie churning like following. That was the, weird. Yeah. That was yeah. like super disheartening because I fucking love that character. Yeah, Queenie's good. And then that happening, and just like she fully embraces, like the I'm the right hand to Grindelwald. I'm yeah, the, I'm right beside him in the final scene when all this thing happens and the phoenix comes out. Yeah, and, shit. and I was just like, really, already this fast? Yeah, it was so sudden. Yeah. Um, and then we watched, uh, we watched into the Spider Verse. You did. I did. You did not watch it legitimately. No, I did. Is it out? Yeah, it's on digital. Oh. It is on digital. I didn't know that. I did. I bought it legitimately. Wow. I did not I did not pirates wow. of the Caribbean. I, I am it. very much wanting to watch that movie, so uh it is excellent. Yeah. It is the best Spider Man movie I've seen. Uh even That's what I've heard. even surpassing uh Far From Home, everything about its animation wise yeah, is amazing. Seen Far from home, yeah. Or not uh <laughs> home, homecoming, my bad. I had Far From Home on the brain, I guess. Yeah. Uh, definitely yeah. better than, or not definitely better than. It's it's good. It's better uh, it's, than Homecoming, though. Yeah, to me, I, I think it's just the best representation of a really cool, unique story. Um, all the different art styles that they mesh together with it too, because like when you first introduce to Miles and the story and everything kind of starts unfolding, you don't really. It, it's comic booky, but you don't get that sense until he actually gets bit. Um, whenever it turns on and he gets bit and he's starting to like you know, start getting the spider senses kicking in and everything. And then you start seeing like the comic book boxes pop up above his head for his inner monologue. And then you start seeing the panels shift. And it's like, as soon as it happens, it immediately turns into a comic book. That's neat. And it's cool how that transition hits. And then meeting the other characters from the other uh, vert universes, um, each one has their own unique uh, art style. Like they even like hand drew the spider pig, right? Yeah, the spider spider pig's hand drawn. So is... uh, Penny Parker, she, yeah. she's hand drawn uh, in anime. Yeah, like like it looks just like traditional Japanese anime. Um, obviously, Noir Spider Man just the same art style as what uh, Gwen and all the rest of yeah. them are, but just very dark, you know, whatever. And it was just Nicolas Cage was great in that part. Like it, it was, it was really cool having him on there and his jokes and stuff are really yeah. cool. Um, but it's just so perfect. It's it's great and it's such a super awesome homage again you know it's always cool seeing uh stan lee in there mm-hmm. um there's a part in time where uh something happens to one of the characters closer toward the beginning of the movie um and uh spider-man dies yes <laughs> yes a, a spider-man dies yeah. 
and then they go into the shop and then Chris Miles Pratt is, Spider-Man uh, is it, no it's uh, Chris Pine Chris Pine Chris Pine Spider-Man yes he's a Chris the blonde hair one <laughs> um, he go and you go into the he goes into the shop and he's buying us because he just got bit and he has the suit he wants to buy a suit anyways but then they're about to do like a memorial for the Spider-Man and everybody's in there buying Spider-Man masks and stuff to put it on to kind of help honor Spider-Man yeah his, for sure and he, you see Sam behind the counter, he's just like, he was always one of my favorites and yeah. stuff like that. And I was just like, that's fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and super sad at the same time seeing him again, even though he's just digital and stuff. But yeah. so many quirky scenes and everything. Um, I'm sure if, if you listen to like the whole Fat Man on Batman thing or Fat Man Beyond, oh, yeah. uh, where the scene where they have the scientists in the room and they're sneaking out this PC and... Uh, He's just like the older Spider-Man or Peter is like, he's just like, just casually walking out, grabbing a bagel and nobody will even know. And they're all turning. They're like, Spider-Man. He goes, I get that all the time. Just wearing the mask and the suit and then sweats on the bottom. Uh And they all pull out their guns and they're just like, run, run. And they start taking off. And that one scientist lady is just like, hey, that kid stole a bagel. And he throws the bagel back and it hits him. And it's just bagel. Really quick, up and pops <laughs> yeah. up above, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's 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 really awesome. And then the after credit scenes are, are it was yeah. worth it too. Um, seeing that the what they do at the end of it's really neat. But uh, nice. That's what I watched uh, recently. I'm I'm glad that I started dipping a little bit in the movies after we watched. I we finally just we watched Spider Verse first, and then we got into the points where Mandy was just like, "We should just watch Fantastic Beasts." She's like, I've been listening to all the podcast episodes. I'm getting caught up on the podcast episodes. I've heard you talk about it 20 times now. Let's just watch the, <laughs> let's watch the movie. And I was just like, okay, we'll watch it. And we watched it. And we looked at each other. It was just like, Grindelwald? Grindelwald. <laughs> so yeah, we hopped in like immediately afterwards. And we were just like, we need to start watching more movies. Like Aquaman's about to come out. We're going to watch Aquaman pretty yeah. soon. Uh, trying to figure out what else Absolutely. we want to get into. There's a lot. There is. There's a few movies out. There's a few of them. Few uh, come out. Music. Um, on the music side of things, Woo-hoo. I uh, there's a couple of things that got released, which I'm sure you're uh, you also have on your radar. We had the Weezer Black album come out. We did. Um, it was okay. It was okay. Oh yeah. god. Nothing. Uh, nothing really specific comes to mind about it. Uh, hey, I think all uh, the. I I like the uh, the last single was pretty good. The high as a kite. Because that came out mm-hmm. shortly before the album. Yeah, it was like, like a week, It was just like maybe. a week or so, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. But the whole album front to back wasn't bad. It was just, I thought, I didn't think it was just going to be ten tracks. Yeah. I don't know why. I felt like it was going to have more to it. And by that time, they had already released five, five four, four singles. Yeah. Four uh, singles on it, so you're already almost halfway through your yeah. album. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we also got a single from The Damned Things. Yes. Uh, called Cells. It was uh, very dirty. It was very good. Yes, I like it a lot. It's, uh, it's definitely damn things. Maybe a little bit more aggressive damn it seems, things. It seems more like even more harped on Southern metal to a certain extent. Yeah. It has some like some really bouncy shit to it. Yeah. Which I, I was a big fan of the first album, The mm-hmm. Iconoclast. And so it seems so. Did you watch the video? Nine years in the making. Yeah. Have you seen? Did you watch the video? Mm-mm. Video is good. Uh, it's fun. It's funny. You're fun. Uh, they got a we got a second single from the Simple Creatures, which is Mark Hoppus and uh, the dude from one of the kind of more uh, emo-y bands. Um, can't think of his name or the name of that band, but Simple Creatures has been good. It's kind of like Mark Hoppus uh, doing like su- like super pop punk. 
Like, I mean, Blink's pop punk, but like, this is like. What's it called? Simple Creatures? Uh, simple Creatures, yeah. Uh, but I like it. Um, it kind of gives a, a, a sense of just some different things that uh, Mark can do. Uh, he ends up, seems like he's singing the verses a lot. Oh, so and the, from uh, All Time Low. Alex. All Time Low, that's yeah. who it is. Uh, and then Alex ends up singing a lot of the chorusy stuff because he's got more of a hooky kind of voice, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's, cool. It's been good. I've not listened to any of that before. Yes, they got uh, What is up with his hair? It's got a... What it's, is it? It's, it's a going, mountain. It is going places these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's got a trajectory. <laughs> And it is upward. It is like, hey, Mark, which way is the grocery store? <laughs> and he just looks. <laughs> it, this, it has an arrow to it. Um, also, we also got Amanda Palmer's new album, There Will Be No Intermission. Is it out? Uh, it oh. is out. Cool. It is out, out. Good stuff. Um, yeah, it's good. If you, It's all pretty <laughs> slow and, um, I don't want to say ballady, but it's very slow. Sure. Um, kind of artsy style that she's definitely embraced. Um, a lot of like almost 10 minute songs involved in that thing. Oh. I think there's 20 tracks in there. 10 minute, 20, 10 minute no, tracks? No, not 20. Oh. 10 there's also like a lot of like little pieces, like little, um, like, I don't know. They're not like skits or just like little short, uh, short tracks mm. sprinkled within the 10 minute tracks. My husband uh, likes to write books. That are in there. And, uh, so that's been good. Um, I also just went on a binge of listening to late nineties, early, uh, like rock, and like metal, Ooh. I did uh I did that with uh like abandoned pools recently. Yeah, I went like on abandoned pools. I forgot uh, about abandoned pools. Spree. Yeah, listened to some Arm with the Teeth and yes. uh What's the first album? Humanistic. One like, yeah, the one has like floor scenes. Humanistic. On it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, late by late nineties, early two thousands, I mean like some Slipknot and some Stained and uh, um some Three Days Grace. Um, oh yeah, I got I got funky for a bit, uh, but she's it, naked. She is naked, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was just a, a fun little fleeting thing that I did there. Um, but uh, then I also, and most importantly, went down a rabbit hole of old demos and tracks that I recorded and we've recorded. Oh, uh, recently as well, I found a little app that I could put on my phone that turns like my cloud drive into a media player. Nice. So like I can just kind of listen to stuff, and uh, been doing it mostly to kind of revitalize uh, demos that I've recorded and just kind of song ideas and go oh let's turn that into a real song what can I do with this but then I ran I got down a uh, rabbit hole of dying in slow motion demos nice. and uh, realized that I had Jay listened to uh, the one that I put up on YouTube a long time ago was that one? Uh, diversional tactics oh yeah. And he, is that the two he, the two song that to. we had that we recorded at Thomas's the the so far from safety yes yeah well, I had him listen because I put that up on YouTube years ago yeah um, but he'd never heard any of it so I just put it up on YouTube it's been like a couple months ago or something yeah. so that way he could was hear it, it porcelain the second track on that yes yeah uh, that's a that's good and we really got into some crazy stuff that. After listening to him, like neither one of us could actually keep up with what we were writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it was it was better than we could like, do at that like moment. Andrew and Abby was okay, but then like I like it, it, that was borderline. Werewolf yeah. of Bedberg was like way yeah. too difficult for us. Fear of the Night was probably a more basic song. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was it was neat to go through. And I was like, one of these days, I would like to go was, back and was Werewolf of Bedberg Bedberg. <laughs> Werewolf of Bedberg. <laughs> it was, uh, was that which one's the one that is. Uh, which one's the, yeah, it's a good way to die, bitch. That, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about? 
I know, because a lot, almost like ninety percent of the demos we recorded uh-huh. don't have any vocals. Okay. Uh, it's all just like I just remember the track like it's bad a dan 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 I think that is where we'll be better. This is gonna be really good audio content. You guys are gonna love that. I think that is. But uh, but yeah, it got me into like at some point I would like to go back and listen to it and tab it out and actually record it. I'd probably have to record everything. It would definitely on metronome and I would have to record it in sections. Uh, All I would need is a double kick pedal, but I think that where we are now musically, even though I don't play drums hardly that much at all anymore, I feel like now that I'm older, I think and that we are wiser with recording stuff. I, I just feel like it would come out really well done if we if we spent time on it. I think Probably, recording something like uh, that would be really cool. Yeah, program them instead. Mm-hmm. You could just plot them. That and if you didn't want to scream, you could find somebody to scream. I just do it instrumental even. Scream instrumental? No, just like <laughs> no, just instrumental tracks. You just pick up your guitar. Go, ah, ah. Or do it. I was actually I was also thinking like, what would it be like to just sing it? Yeah, just sing everything over it. That's a good way to die, bitch. That's a good way. To and then, like, maybe just distort the vocals yeah. instead. That'd be cool. Be be potential uh, for something down the road. There's a lot of music on the in the on the horizon for me. So, hopefully, uh, what about music for you? Uh, I haven't really been listening to much other than like podcasts and stuff. But what I've been really getting into lately was a lot of uh, newer, uh, it's older comedy, but newer comedy to me. Mm. People that I haven't been listening to or any, you know, never even really heard of. But Definitely, some got suggested to me. Some was just like I'm gonna look out and see. These are you know comedians that I have just recently listened to and I like a lot. What's kind of close to it. Um, one of the big ones that stuck out to me that I'd never heard of before up until probably like two weeks ago. Not heard of, but not listen to heard. uh Kyle Kinane. I never listened to any of his shit. Um, he's got three albums worth of stuff on Spotify and on other streaming services to listen to, and they're fucking amazing. Yeah. He is funny as shit. Um, I think the first album is called Whiskey Icar- Icarus. Um, the second one is called I think I like his I liked his old stuff better. Um, and the third one's just like a live from Chicago type oh, thing, okay. or whatever. It has like a, a name to it, but something like that. Yeah, but it's uh it's all super good shit. His stand up is his the way that he tells his stories, like the deep dive that he does to it. Like, and it's like an example for one. He's talking about a time where he was in apartment, um, not his apartment. He's just staying there. He's gonna be there for several hours. Not his apartment. Not his cat. But it's just him and this cat by by the by their lonesome. TV's not on. He's just there hanging out. He said, "Me and the cat, not too, not too unsimilar from one another, just kind of staring around, looking around at the fucking walls, not doing much of anything." And then the cat sneezes, and he's like, "But I wanted to say, God bless you, but you know, it's a cat." So, and then he kind of goes on and just like a little inner monologue of his mind, you know, just like you know, parents raised me right. I need to, I need to just buck, I need to say it, you know. So he turned to the cat, and said, "God bless you, cat," and he said, "But the look of fucking just." Like the cat just turns and looks, and it's just got these judgmental eyes. And it goes on this whole tangent of like the cat's inner monologue talking to him, and then how it just boils up to him to saying basically like, if you were a fly on the wall in the room, all you would have heard me say. Like it goes, it's like a ten minute story of this whole like it's super funny too of him. He's like, if you were a fly on the wall in that room that day, you would have heard me say, "God bless you, cat. Go fuck yourself, cat." It just like escalates to that, but it's a 10 minute telling of getting there, but that's all you would have heard if you were a fly on the wall. He tells a lot of stories that are like that, of just a lot of inner monologue. Yeah. Like, 
a 20 minute story of him drinking shower beers and justifying it and listening to music while he's doing it and just the different emotions that he goes through while he's in the shower drinking his beers. <laughs> Um, That's funny. And then the other, uh, I mean, we kind of we I've listened to a bunch of everything. Obviously, a lot of same shit that I've listened to before. But sure, yeah. Um, uh, Fly the Concords. They had a uh, special they did on HBO from live, live from London. Um, the Live from London is actually out now, audio wise. Yeah. Get it on. Uh, the album's out, um, and I went and listened to it because I never got a chance to watch the uh, the special at all yet. But definitely want to watch it. The album's great. Um, revisits a lot of the older stuff, too, from the first two albums. Um, but then it has a lot of newer shit incorporated. And it definitely makes me more excited for uh, what's going to come out, I guess, because they've been talking about doing like a movie to kind of wrap up everything. Oh, did the um, show not end, like, it ended, ended uh, prematurely? It, it could have. Uh, they didn't pick it up for another season. It could have gone someplace if they wanted to. But where it ended, it could just be an ending as well, too. The guys end up uh, getting deported, basically. And they're back in New Zealand. And you just see them, like, on a farm, like, herding sheep in New uh-huh. Zealand, on the countryside. Like, actually in New Zealand. Yeah. And they're just, like, herding sheep. And they're making music like, while they're out there still just uh-huh. being quirky and funny. And it just kind of ended there. So it could end that way if they wanted to. But then they're kind of like, we're going to come back to stateside now. You yeah. know, kind of a thing or whatever. And they're older and stuff. And they're going to come back to the U.S. Fly to the Concord Strike Back. Kind of, yeah. That would be a really cool title for it. Uh, I don't know that they'll go with it, but uh, that's basically it music-wise. I haven't really listened yeah. to a ton of new music, but... Um, you listen to the Rod Burgundy podcast? More of yes, it? Yes, yes. I've listened to... Uh, what was the last episode? Was that the last elevator. one was Stuck in the Elevator? Yeah. Yeah. With... Uh, <laughs> Owen. Owen and... and uh, was it? Lupe. Uh, Lupe. Yeah. Lupe. Started off as Maria and uh, evolved into Lupe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. I like that. Uh, uh, I didn't. Is it li- Caroline I did- is that the? the two, yeah. I like her. She's. I didn't. She's I didn't out. listen to uh, the RuPaul one yet. You listened to him out of order. I did. You're a monster. Well, it was because <laughs> I, I had it on Spotify and I scrolled past, and it was just the next episode was what was on there as yeah. the top because I don't listen to it on there. I use the pod- podcast addict ah. to have all my stuff in my queue, and it was on there. And I just decided to listen to it while me and Mandy were driving, so that way she could hear it because she's not listening to any of them. Yeah, and I was just like, "We'll just turn this one on because I'm not listening to it, and it's the newest one, so just yeah. listen to it." But I skipped to the RuPaul one. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Soon. RuPaul is uh, probably one of the better ones. Is it? Yeah. I heard it. the because uh, the first one's probably my favorite, and then I think RuPaul's probably second. The Deepak Chopra one wasn't good. I like Deepak Chopra. One. I didn't think good. it was good. I, didn't I laughed like, a it lot. Didn't, it didn't make me laugh at all. Hardly. Uh-huh. Um, the first one was still probably my favorite yeah. though, by by far. Um, but I, I really, I'm not judging off of the RuPaul one, but the stuck in the elevator one was really fun. Yeah. Uh, conceptually. Just them being stuck and yeah. the fucking rope snapping. Yeah. I think we went down 15 stories. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Um, on the books and comic book side, I've been reading a little bit more, trying to get back into the swing of it, um, trying to trying to use up that Comixology Unlimited since I'm paying for that shit. Um, but I read some actual physical comic books in my hand, you had paper a, ones. You had it in your hand. You felt the weight of it. I felt the weight of it. I read the... Uh, you, are you familiar with witches at all? Uh, like uh, the like, what witches are? No, the the series comic book series witches. Uh, is it spelled uh, with two V's? Is it like no? The movie? It's not V witches. It's uh, it's actually witches. It's W Y T C H E S. Oh no, I'm not. Uh, so this is uh, Scott Snyder, um, who Scott we know Schneider. from like Batman and other things like that. And then Jock is the or Jacques 
Maybe Shock. Shock. It's J A O C. Shockies. Pen is the artist. Uh, it's really kind of whacked out artwork because cool. what Jock does is he like layers. There's like four different layers of like art going on on it. Um, in in everything, there's always different layers of he like he watercolors over. Uh, like click on yeah like that yeah. so like there's always different layers of like watercolor splatters and different like high resolution filters on stuff um, it's just like a regular still too it's that way it's that way like throughout yeah that almost how, makes it look like it's like meant to be like a dream world or something yeah it's, you know what I, mean? It, I mean it's different like there's different ways of it done but it's always it's it's to kind of enhance whatever the action is that's going on it looks pretty dope. Uh, for it but witches is uh pretty awesome they they did a series, I think it was, I don't even know, probably 12 to, somewhere in the 12 to 24 issues was the first run of Witches. Okay. Um, they kind of set up, the and it reminded me of like American Vampire, I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with yeah, American yeah, Vampire. Yeah, 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 But they did I've like different cycles of it. <laughs> um, same way with Witches, they did like a first cycle of it. Bad Egg is actually started from, uh, and that's what I read Bad Egg is, um, they started those Image Plus kind of monthly books that come out. It's almost like a previews for image books and they have interviews and things. And they started throwing like a three to four pages of a, of a story in the back of them. They started with here comes Negan. Uh, and that was kind of like Negan's backstory. And you got to mm-hmm. find out that Lucille was actually his wife. Mm-hmm. And when she died, then the bat became Lucille um, and kind of his rise to power. Their second run of that on the image plus was this witch's bad egg story what they did during Halloween of last year that tells you how far behind I am in reading my comics. Uh, they they collected all of those and kind of enhanced that story, continued it, finished it up for what is Witch's Bad Egg. And it's kind of a, a, a prequel-ish kind of sequel story to the Witch's storyline, um, introducing some new characters and bringing up a couple that fall through the the whole thing. But essentially, Witches are, are these like tree-dwelling underground creatures um, that are... Uh, that's why it's spelled with a Y. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly why it's spelled with a Y. Um, and they have to be fed like children. That's kind of this weird, like, scared of the forest kind of thing that kind of came from Scott Snyder's brain. Is like, as a child, I was scared of a dark forest, and here's, like, a version of yeah. why. He would kind of do it, and it's real it neat. It's like your witch that you would get from Hansel and Gretel, but they she lives underneath. Yeah. The but they made it these like weird, their... crazy creatures. Yeah. Um, so they're getting ready to go into a witch's kind of volume two after this. So like they've got Bad Egg came out as kind of a middle middle thing, and then it sets up one of the main characters that will be in the volume two of witches. So that was a really cool book. Uh, I read Unnatural, number one, uh, which is an image book uh, that is about this kind of chubby pig woman, kind of like a Miss Piggy Hmm. um, kind of uh, thing, but drawn a lot more sexy. Uh, If you can, uh, draw a a pig woman sexy. Um, (coughs) That's actually the cover that I have. Um, This one? Yeah, that's the variant cover. Oh, she's a hot pig woman. Yeah, but look at the, that tail. Yeah, you could hold on to that uh, while you're doing things. But there's a. It's kind of. Uh, what am I thinking about? Kind of ties into. It's just a, a metaphor for uh, like gay rights and things like that huh. because it's like the world is all like animals that are mm-hmm. are kind of humanistic. Uh, but you're supposed to stay with your own kind, and it's you're only supposed farm. to like a, a a man pig has to be with a woman pig, and you can't. 
uh, doing man bear pig, <laughs> man bear pig. Uh, but the uh, this this chick fantasizes about uh, this wolf man, uh, which is unnatural. And then she also has a friend who's a goat who's gay, and he can't marry his pig man. And so he's like, you could you could get hooked up with this pig man. Um, because at a certain age, if they don't haven't found a mate, then they have to be matched Mated up. Matched. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's all kind of an interesting kind of uh, allegory, if you will, for yeah. uh, for lots of rights and things that are expected. I actually just bought the whole volume on uh, first volume on Comicsology, and nice. I hope to read that soon. Uh, also read Kevin Smith's Hit Girl number one. Nice. Uh, not a lot of dialogue. It was actually a really quick read, um, but. Uh, I haven't really done a lot of Hit Girl. I don't mostly know. like RT then, I guess. And, uh, it was a lot of like art. art panel. Yeah, um, Purnell is the name of the artist. Uh, <coughs> she is the the artist behind uh, like the Disney, uh, not Disney, the DC superhero girls, uh, like TV show and all that stuff. Uh, excuse me, but the artwork's really cool. Uh, she essentially it's it's Jane Silent Bob. Strike Back, uh, but with Hit Girl. Like, they're making a movie. A Hit Girl movie. A Hit Girl movie, and she's going to stop it. Like, that's the whole, like, premise behind it, which is funny that he's leaning into that. How original, Kevin. Um, (laughs) How many times are you going to write this movie? Um, He's on the third one right now. He's directing it. Um, But it was was good. I will probably pick up the trade on that um, after kind of doing the one. I was like, ah, it was good, but I'll, I'll probably hit it up as a collection. Uh, read the Dr. Horrible one shot Dr. Horrible sing along blog they yep. did like a little one shot uh, but it was good I still have never watched it ever oh it's good I've heard nothing but good things it's so I've good never watched it it's so good it's one of those that you'll watch and be like why haven't I watched this before yeah. you're on a movie kick that's yeah. a short one I don't even think it's a maybe not even be a whole hour isn't it like a mini series mm. before it released and then they meshed it as a movie something to that effect maybe like a, a I think it, it what was a video Felicia blog? Day it was like a video Him, blog Felicia Day and Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think it was released originally as like a video blog. Yeah. In like little, like little five, ten minute yeah. things that they meshed together. I think that's what I meant by that. It was just like, it was yeah. snippets of stuff and it was all pushed together for the movie. Like uh, what they did with Apocalyptica. Yes. Uh, finished reading uh, Template. There's, it's a, it's a book that's on comicsology. Uh, there's multiple books of it. This was book one. Uh, but it's guided view, and I was just kind of talked about. I want to talk about guided view for a little bit um, because it's actually one of those books that you ha- you have to read it in guided view because it's like action, almost like a an action comic. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call that. Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you mean. But uh, but those are kind of neat, and every once I wouldn't want to read everything like that, but it's neat to kind of see them every once in a while whether they're, they're layered. There's a a book uh, that I really really like, and I couldn't recommend more called uh motorcycle samurai on comiXology and uh you can you can get all of them for probably spend like six bucks and you get everything uh there that's a that's gonna be a tv show no you're thinking motor girl i'm pretty is that or a movie no it's a movie of motorcycle samurai i'm almost positive Motor Girl is, is, uh, is, gonna, is getting ready to be something that's, done on Hulu. It's not Motorcycle Samurai either. There's something that I think it's I think it's Chris Pratt's doing it. And it's like three things and it's based off of a movie. Oh. Or based off of a comic. comic. It's like, I can't, it's like called Viking something Samurai or whatever. Oh, it's like a, a combination of. It's basically like they, they train these people, like dozens of people psychologically 
to have like their mindset. They reprogram their brains, and like this, the main character thinks he's like part samurai, part Viking, part something else. Like it's cowboy, samurai, uh, uh, Viking, or something yeah. like that. And every character has that. It's it's almost like a Jason Bourne esque. Like they're trying to kill this one because he went off on his own type wow. of a thing and they send the other people that are they all have three things personas in them and Uh-oh. they send them out They're just to try different and kill three him. personas every single one's That's different neat. i'm gonna try and figure out what it is yeah you do that uh i also read the first issue of thrawn um the the star wars book thrawn um it looks cool looks like they're gonna kind of take that into a, a cowboy neat... ninja viking cowboy ninja viking i was close you were really close Government program turns Duncan, a man who suffers from multiple personality disorder, into a super soldier who tributes the abilities of a cowboy, a ninja, and a Viking. Like every person that's in it has different things, and it's based off of a, a comic book series. Interesting. Yeah. By Andy Lieberman. Uh-huh. Who wrote that? Um, so, and then I, I read Killer Instinct number one just because it was on Comicsology Unlimited. Like a video game? Yeah. Killer Instinct? <laughs> um, there wasn't anything good that came out of that. And uh, and then I've been listening to the Artemis Fowl audiobook and um, cool. just kind of refreshing myself, getting excited for the movie in December. I think I'll be excited for a while still. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to my on my reads. Uh, so, yeah, so Duncan is the main character, Cowboy Ninja Viking. Yeah. Uh, Carl is his brother. He's Army Staff Sergeant, Apache Indian, Scottish Highlander. Oh boy. Sniper Archer, clothing designer. So they don't always have, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're not all yeah. like Hitman, Navy Seal, roadie for Dokken. Nice. But, yeah, huh. it's Chris Pratt is the the lead in the movie. Cowboy Ninja Viking. I'm going to have to change the, check that out. Change that out. Uh, comics and books. I've not read any books. I've started reading the... I read the whole first volume of uh, East of West. Yeah? How is it? It's really cool. It started off uh, pretty weird and pretty slow at first. Um, who just writes because, that? Uh, who writes it? Yeah. It's Image. I don't know who writes it. Okay. Though. I can't um, remember. It's uh, it starts oh, off pretty slow with it, the way that it kind of builds up, and you start getting introduced to all these different characters is really cool. Um, so essentially, it follows uh, the storyline starts off and it talks about yeah, Hickman. Hickman's starts, a slow writer. It starts off talking about like the Civil War, and basically in this universe, it's an alternate timeline. Civil War happens where. Uh, all of the Indians, like the North is fighting the South, all of the Indians that are remaining from uh, remaining tribes uh, form this union. And instead of having individual tribes, you know, like your Apache, your Cherokee, whatever, all they all form together and have one union, and they fight in the war as well too. Oh. Um, at one point in time during this this whole thing that happens, there's this asteroid that drops out of the sky, and basically they realize like everything that's going on with this asteroid and what it's causing means that we should all just stop doing what we're doing and have some kind of a form of union peace so each like basically kind of race of or not race but each uh you know race of person Mm -hmm. it has their own region so the north is still the north they have the white house it it, it then transfuses into the future you'll see it it's like 2069 or something it's like the year um or 2049 maybe um, it goes into the far future, and uh, the White House is now the White Tower. They have a South still that's all Confederate. Mm-hmm. Um, they all wear like weird like cybernetic suits, but it has like civil flag and shit on it. And they have the Black Tower there, 
Um, the Texas and sections of outside of Texas, uh, they have like the Republic of Texas there. It's all like white Southerner people there too, but it's different than the Black Tower people. Yeah. Um, the Indians have their own race. The whole West Coast is the new, uh, it's called New Shanghai. And it's all Asian people there. And they separate and there's like seven different segments of the United States that are now broken up um, in this far future. <clears throat> the whole concept of the story is that um, there are three men. Um, one is in... Indian, one is a Asian person, and then one is a man from the north. They all write simultaneously these chapters of this book that basically is like Revelations Part 2. I see. Um, and I think they call it The Mission. And they all simultaneously write a chapter of this book not knowing each other. Huh. Like they have no idea that each one's doing it. And at the exact same time, as soon as they all three find, they all finish, every single one of them dies at the exact same time. Um, so it really was like a thing that was handed down from God. And uh, the apocalypse is about to start happening. Um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse come out. Um, so you have your pestilence, famine, war, and death. Mm -hmm. and they're all out on Earth um, about to wreak havoc. But um, something happens where death finds uh, love. And they all have their own representative color, too, which I thought was really cool. Like, Death is completely white because he's the pale horse. So I he's see. completely white. Mm -hmm. uh, famine, I think, is green. War is red. She uses, like, a flame sword. And then uh, uh, Pestilence is, like, this big, huge, hulky, like, green guy. Um, uh, he finds love. And whenever the four horsemen, if, if the four don't work as one, then the apocalypse can't happen. And he basically wants to give up being death to be with this woman. Um, and he completely turns black. Like, he, oh. he loses his power. Like, he doesn't want to do this anymore. And because this happens, they all have this vendetta. So they try to... They, they kill his wife and his child. And uh, he gets pissed off and kills the other horsemen. And he wanders around for, like, ten years trying... Because he hears rumors that, like, his wife may still be alive... And for like the next ten years, um, it's basically just him going on this vendetta. He meets these uh, these witches from the Indian tribe. This is like a tall Indian man. It's tall, skinny Indian woman, and they end up being like his sidekicks. And they're really cool. The woman can turn into like a bunch of crows, and she uses that as her ability. And he can turn into a bunch of wolves and shit. Um, but they like all ride alongside him. He's completely white again, pale horse, like fucking out for blood and shit. And uh, in the beginning of the comic, what you see and what you eventually find out is that the horsemen are reborn that were dead in this like weird, almost like stone hingy looking area, but they look like fucking like 10 year old kids. Um, so they're back out and they're trying to find death to basically be like, we got to do this. We got to do this apocalypse thing. And each region has a person that's like a, uh, kind of a representative. They call the chosen. They follow the mission and they want the apocalypse to happen. I see. Yeah. So uh, they're working together with the horsemen to try and find death to be like, look, you got to come back. And death's just like, if I see any of these chosen, the people that killed my wife and the and those guys, I'm going to kill them all. And they're the way to knowing what might have happened to my wife. So it's basically him going out to each region, signing like everything's different. Like you go to the East Shanghai or Shanghai, New Shanghai, and it's like all like beautiful looks like Chinatown everything yeah. like that you go to the south and it just looks like fucking overgrown plantations and shit everywhere the black tower is sticking out in the middle of it and the north looks more modern futuristic looks like new New York kind of shit where you feel like all the stuff like mm -hmm. the cars flying around you know what you would expect from that kind of a thing um 
And then your Texas is just like open plains and shit, very deserty and stuff. How far so did you, you get into this book? It's the first volume, but you get to see That's, different. You get to see different like you get that much out of just one volume of that yeah. book. Holy they, shit! They kickstart. They, they said it started off really slow, and then once they actually started explaining who these characters were, they were just like, "Now you know who the characters are." Story. Go. Wow. <laughs> and it's but, a it's a long series, if I remember. Yeah, the, right. the first. Uh, Four volumes are on uh, unlimited for free for, oh, okay. for you to subscribe. So they got the other, the other ones on it. So that's what I'm going to start uh, kind of chucking through. In my there are well. one, two. There's five. There's only five. Yeah, so. I guess it only goes to the 24 issues. I okay. thought that there was a lot more to it. I don't know, but that's but cool. The fifth one, if I, I like it a lot. That you would so buy. I'm it. just going to buy the fifth one. If it's not going to be unlimited, so that that'll be what I probably end up doing. But awesome. I would assume next time we meet i will be able to talk to buy two or three or whatever but i'm definitely gonna dive back into that but uh that's all i got for comics and books Uh, you sold that shit good what you got excuse me i'm gonna throw up in the microphone what you got for your uh your pieces of media your palm at the dodge um well i've got um i've got a couple of different things one i was gonna i was gonna have you kind of help me decide okay the uh the journey i wanted to take because i do want to it's okay if you want to be gay well thanks okay Appreciate that. Imagine if that's the journey you want to go, yeah, that path. <laughs> I that I've got my own journey on that side of things. <laughs> um, I either want to start Saga, okay, or I want to start the. Have you read Saga at all? I've I've read issue one and I loved it. I read volume one. Oh, and it's fucking dope. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I've I just I have uh, I purchased all the way up to volume eight. I think yeah. is what I have. It's good stuff. Um, so either Saga. Or start the Amory Wars. Uh, see, I've only read. Uh, I've read the first, the second played turn by, and it's it's good. Yeah. Uh, but it does read a little. It reads a little. It, it, they're really good, and it does follow exactly what you expect from like listening to the albums as it goes along, because it does follow that story that he's trying to convey throughout everything. Sure, absolutely. But it is read a little heavy handed, and I'm. It's not bad at all yeah that's not a bad it's just thing thick it's not yeah it's maybe it's, not as entertaining on it, first yeah read. i mean it's 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 really cool visually the art style and everything behind it, it's really neat uh and, and i like it a lot but like i said it, it is a little heavy-handed it's almost like you really need to know and have listened to these albums and kind of know some of what the story is going on by by listening to mm-hmm. it otherwise it's almost kind of like hey here's a character that you should already know um, you know, it's, it's like hopping into like the third volume of a comic and they think that you should already know this dude. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like, oh, okay, that's who that is. Which it, in, it takes you a second to realize like, oh, that's, 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 that's Apollo. Yeah. You know, this, Which in this all is fairness, Coheed. they still haven't written number one. Right. So like, I guess it makes sense that you would kind of pick up volume yeah. two already supposed to have established characters yeah. that you don't actually know yet. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Saga? So I think Saga probably think would be saga? a better, not better, but maybe better and easier read. Okay. Not saying that, like I said, I think the Coheed's good stuff too, though. Well, and I'll get around to it, but yeah. I was just kind of like, what am I going to die? What's my next big chunk? I would say Saga would probably be a better book. Okay. I, I want to read more of it, I just haven't. Yeah, I'm going to die. I just fell off I'm on gonna it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to start tonight. Nice. Start that shit. And then my second piece of media is actually, I'm going to reverse that shit around <gasps> And by the next time we meet, I hope to have uh, two different pieces of media for you to listen to. Uh, oh. Something I'm working on. I, uh, I've i got a, a cover that I'm working on currently. And okay. then I started writing a new song um, called Not Perfect. Okay. Um, that has kind of a, a, a neat vibe that I think you'll enjoy. 
Um, I've got like a whole idea of like how the band would sound, but I'm just planning on doing a, a guitar and vocal version of it. Uh, but hopefully I can bring those to you as my pieces of media. Um, of course. Instead you know of... If it doesn't, if it happens prior to the next recording, yeah. just drop it in Dropbox and I'll listen to them prior to us getting together next. That That's kind of... I'm going to try to do that a little bit more is part of my piece of media will be actually what I'm going to create instead of just what I'm going to consume. I'll mm-hmm. do one consume and one create. Um, um, on that, but what cool. you got? Uh, I'm I'm still gonna I'm still excited for some more Destiny. I'm I'm gonna dive back into that again a little bit more heavily than like what I had previously been done doing before. Um, just kind of dabbling here and there. So I, I kind of want to get my light level up more so because I know that they're gonna keep like you said feeding things to you gradually bit by bit with it. Yeah. Um, I do want to uh, get back on track with Kingdom Hearts. I, I want to finish it just so I can at least finish it. Um, I'll eventually go back and do the side stuff, but at least want to go through and kind of have more of a, the story finalized and see it all unfold for myself, not just kind of go with what somebody has been telling me. Um, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, the movie train, I like I said, I, I do want to watch Aquaman whenever it comes out. I want to, I want to keep on track. I'm just trying to decide, <laughs> I want to decide what I want to go, where I want to go next. It doesn't have to be Aquaman, but I don't really know. Because there's so much out there that I do want to start picking up that I've had. Are you wanting to focus on, on comic book stuff, or do you just? It doesn't necessarily have to be comic book stuff. It can be other things too. But yeah. I, I just was. There's so many things that I have been wanting to watch, but we just haven't got to the point Definitely. to watching it. Like uh, there's the Netflix movies, like Polar's out. I wanted to watch it. Yeah. Um, a couple other things that are on there too that we just haven't seen or wanted the, to get uh, The uh, Christopher Robin movie is on Netflix now. Yeah. So there's other That's Disney cool. properties too that are out that we've not watched, like some other animated ones. Like I, it sounds stupid. I've not watched Zootopia, and I thought that looked like it might. Zootopia be Zootopia was good. I watched. I've, it. Not, I've not watched a lot I watched of those. Sing. Have you watched Sing? No. That's a good animated movie if you're into that kind of thing. Incredibles. They're both animals. We didn't, we didn't watch the rest of Incredibles too. I haven't watched that. And I want to watch it bad too. Yeah. Um, and uh, Solo too. You know, I've not watched Solo either. You gotta watch Solo. Yeah, and I want to watch it. Um, watch Solo. Oh, okay. Make that next. I'll make that next. Uh, and then uh, game wise, uh, you got a loaded palm, dude. Well, it's just because Devil May Cry Five just came out, and um, DMC Five. Well, yes, DMC Five. It's it's supposed to be the final wrap up to the story for what follows uh, Dante and Nero and Virgil and all of these characters that has kind of come up because they did Manuel. they did one through four and then they did the reboot that Ninja DMC. Theory made uh-huh. DMC and then they're like they got they got Kamiya back and they were like you know we're gonna we're gonna wrap up and finish the story proper and do DMC five if you guys want or do Devil May Cry five yeah. if you guys want to make a DMC two and keep going with that that's awesome. You know, follow your story of what you're doing, but we're wrapping this one up. Follow your heart. So five is out now. I've been really waiting to play it, wanting to play it, and excited for it. And same thing with Crafted World. I, I want to check out the demo uh, because I want to see what it's what it's like. But that might be always something that I was wanting to try and get. Was I was thinking about maybe resubscribing to GameFly. Um, just to oh, be is able, that like the Netflix of games? Yeah, yeah. They send them to you in the mail, and then uh, has like its own like. Like Netflix, the disc subscription has like the little return thing that you can send back in. Yeah. Um, I did it before for like a year and a half, and it was super nifty to have, especially with games like like Yoshi's Crafted World would be a perfect example for it. Like I could probably get it; it wouldn't be in super super high demand from GameFly, and I'd probably be able to get it pretty quickly. And then you probably at knock least it try out, it out knock it out, or... you know, and then send it back, and then get something else. I think that games like that that I know like. Yes, I want to play Yoshi's Crafted World, but I don't know if I necessarily want to buy Yoshi's Crafted sure. World, but experiencing it and stuff, mm-hmm. I think that would those games would fall perfectly into that kind of category. So I might 
Might try to get something back into that again. But that's it. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. We can plug again. The end of this episode. Oh, yeah. We don't have to do the thing. Yeah, we, we can plug again. it in. Let's plug it all in. Um, Tell them if you want to Tell find them, all of my uh, all of my uh, just uh, advice on electrical safety what? and uh, <laughs> and making sure that you turn off your breakers. Uh, before you change lights, uh, if you're going to do any wiring, make sure that you practice proper electrical safety. You just gave it away. Um, there. It's it's springtime. Everybody's going to be in spring cleaning. They're going to be uh, you know working on the house. They're going to be like, you know what? I'd like a different light there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just here to remind you to turn off your your breakers because if you don't and you touch those fucking wires together, you're going to get shocked to shit just like I did. You can follow me at Shad Schubert on all of the things, or you can go to S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T.com and and see that there's not a lot of activity going on there. Nice. Uh, I'm actually about to open a bakery. Um it's uh, it's called Justin's Bakery. It's really generic. Justin's Bakery. It's in uh, it's in downtown Havana. Uh, I'm moving to Cuba pretty soon, so a lot of the content that you're gonna get is going to be. Uh, it, it might sound a little weird because some of it might be Skype, some of it might be from where where we fly uh, Shad down to Cuba uh, for episodes. But I'm starting a pastry shop. Um, it's gonna have. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna have some of the most elective. I I. I can't attest for it because I, I, I love everything I create. Yeah. Um, like my baby uh, and, and other things that I create. Uh, and uh, you can you can find me and get updated pastry tips at Random Hero XIX on everything. Um, and that's, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, I, uh, I don't know how to end it. I I uh, I feel New Zealand. Don't let your meat loaf. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I just wanted to do that. Oh, <laughs> bye, guys. See. You. This has been an IFNZ production.